last episode, we discussed the libertarian utopia seen in The Purge. And this episode, we'll be discussing the socialist utopia seen in the Robin Hood movie, where people have to murder each other with arrows for food. Hey! My name's Andy. With me, as always, seen in nobody's utopia, Muller. It's the night of the living mall, and uh, the day of the mulling live. Mm, sounds like a real dystopia. <laughs> Pretty good. Here we are, just the two of us again. Mm-hmm. Where? How could Braden leave us? His filthy traitor, quitter. Him and his filthy children having kids. Yeah, it's a terrible. It's a terrible idea. Not not as bad of an idea as leaving comments on your favorite porn website. Oh, we're jumping right into it. Right? <laughs> So, are you familiar with uh, with a Pornhub comment? Uh, I'm very familiar, and <laughs> I love. It's not obviously not just Pornhub, but just uh, any any porn website that has a comment section, uh, and they're all great. And I don't think people ever talk about how great they are because yeah, you know, you're admitting weird porn that you're watching. Nobody talks about porn stuff, but it's always hilarious. It's it's the funniest. Yes. So, what type of comments do we got here? Uh, you know, I think that there's a way to. First of all, the type of person, the mind that you have to be to log in to, porn, <laughs> to a porn to website, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. To have a username, and then decide I'm gonna I'm gonna go on and comment on this video. Yeah, it's what community are you trying to create? Like, what what type of sick fuck wants to create a community with all the other porn watchers? So I think the thing I love about uh, porn comments the most is that it's. It's a moment in humanity that's that's never been explored or researched. It's it's the like trying to tap into the mindset of someone who's in the middle of jerking off. Like they're in that <laughs> state of mind that that's you know I guess just horny, but also they're 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 watching porn sitting at their computer. It's not their proudest moment, and you know their mind's just getting deeper and deeper into whatever psychosis that would be into. Uh, and at that moment, they're leaving a comment. <laughs> they're typing. Something. Yeah, it's like you you don't. There's there's no research. There's and they're and they're alone. Like it's not the same as you know they're having sex with somebody exactly. that they're talking to. Yeah, they're not having. They're, a, it's not a social yeah. interaction, but they want they want it to be. <laughs> yeah, sort of. It's it's like bridging the gap, sort of between a very <laughs> solo lonesome experience. To us, trying to bridge it toward a, so, a social experience, but not at all making it there. You know, so when I was growing it's up, it's a fascinating <laughs> pocket of, of humanity that, that there's just been no research on at all. When I when I was growing up, there was like kind of the argument against masturbating uh, that that people would make. Would, would they would talk about like, oh well, it's very isolating or whatever and whatnot. And, okay. and they didn't realize that there were comment sections on, <laughs> on these porn websites. So. Um, Here's, uh, I got some selections of comments that, that someone might make on a porn website. Okay, because I have two just general ones okay, that you, I always see, but you, you can you just... You hit here. the categories, and I'll see if I got any that fit fit. Well, the, the one, it's not necessarily a category. It's just one comment, a single-worded comment that I see in almost every single porn video that has a, a bunch of comments. There'll always be this one comment, some guy just commenting, 
nice. <laughs> Every time, no matter what is it is. Is just doing that South Park gag or whatever? I don't know. No, I don't think they are. I, like, I, I kind of said it that way, but it's right, just, right. I always see that. It's always like the first comment to some guy saying nice. Nice. Like, every single time, <laughs> no matter what kind of video it is, like more deprived or more normal, it's always that one guy, nice. Always. There's, it's on every single one. That's pretty great. Um, I got I got one here. Uh, so um, you know you're watching uh, some video of some some girl giving some guy a blowjob and they're having sex and they're doing all the positions. Uh-huh. First thing that comes into my mind, ah bummer, she's a spitter. <laughs> <laughs> great great comment. Like so so this is what I call. Um, I, I don't know if this one quite fits in, but it's like it's the porn aficionado comment. Okay. Where the where the where this guy's commenting on like the quality of the porn or something. I had I had another one here. Um where was it? Where it was like, good job, you posted it without sound. <laughs> so he's just mad at the technical he's aspects. Just, he's of just he's just mad at the technical aspects or or yeah, they just they just kind of they just kind of go on about like a, they're they're complaining about something, something to do with the porn. Like the porn wasn't good enough for them. It's like Dude, there's like 900,000 billion videos here. Like, this wasn't what you were looking. It's like, oh, her ass is not big enough. It's like, well, just change your search a little, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, what, yeah. Are you, what are you looking What are you looking for? Uh, or the guy, um, I, I've noticed this habit a lot uh, is where, and I've seen this on websites too, where they will put a, a, an announcement at the top of the comments and they'll say, don't try to address the people in the video. They are not listening to you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. they're not going to respond. Those are funny. You're, you're going to look like an idiot if you do it, and then people still do it. Uh, come to uh, come to Ohio, baby, and let me sixty nine you. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know what that comment means. What do you mean, come to funny. Ohio? Like, do you think they're listening to you? Do you think that someone would, like, or is it like, do they know that they're not listening, but they just, like, there's like this fantasy where they just want to act out and say it? Anyways. I don't know, because you see that outside of porn. Like, if you're ever on Facebook and uh, someone has, like, Jim Carrey liked and they make a comment, like, he, Jim Carrey posts some whatever garbage Jim Carrey's posting. And then the comments, well, it's section, probably like his marketing team or whatever exactly, posting it. It's exactly. Not, that, that's more or less, that's more or less what I'm getting to. Uh, in the comments section, would be like, like someone addressing Jim Carrey specifically, like, like Jim, I really you, didn't like yeah, that you started exactly. doing dramatic movies. <laughs> Jim Carrey has any attachment to it whatsoever. I it's mean, similar I, to that. You see that outside of the Pornhub. It comments. makes a little more sense on Twitter because, like, apparently celebrities are more like they're actually some, sometimes, some sometimes are. It does make a reply. bit more sense there, but. Uh, I just got done finishing uh, this porn video, and I uh, pulled up my computer, started typing. I want to tongue your little fart hole. Okay, so this <laughs> is getting into the second comments category of comments I always see is like they're the, joining the, in. The, <laughs> not that it's just the sickest, most depraved comments you can possibly imagine of like people. It, it doesn't matter. Just expressing something like stuff like oh, I'd, I'd drink a gallon of her piss just to touch her vagina stuff like that and you see it all, all that's another one you see all the time the example you just gave that's like i see stuff like that all the time it's like oh i'd love to suck the farts right out of her ass and it's like oh jesus christ ow yes. and i love those comments babe let me and this is i'm emphasizing for all caps here let me lick your delicious juicy <laughs> 
armpit. Yeah. Mmm. <laughs> just because <laughs> this is tapping into that pocket that I'm talking about is someone who's just they've been watching porn for just a bit too long, and I don't mean like long over a period of years. I mean like in this one session. This one sitting. They've been sitting for about let's say. 23 over 23 minutes and now they're just like <laughs> that point that's when they, their mind gets more and more depraved and, and like these sort of they don't even have exist a chance in, the, in the world right yeah. now like they've been playing mmorpgs it's all like day or it's something. like a normal dude and then he's just been in one session sitting down watching porn for too long it's like the the chances of these kind of sick <laughs> comments are just increasingly coming out because again this is the comments of someone who's just like in their mind is that they're like it, this weird like super horny and just not thinking in any sense of, of, of logic or reason. And that's when they've made a comment. It's perfect. I also really like the non-English speaker comments. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you are so great. I adore you. Your curves, so wonderful. So massive. Yeah. So sexy, so strong and soft. I want to meet you and be yours and serve for your big pleasure. <laughs> Where do you live? Much love from Claude. Again, you see, <laughs> now we got like a baby boomer foreigner. Much love. I see. Best yeah, wishes. Again, that's one that you can see a little bit outside of porn comments. Like if again, if you've ever been on Facebook and, and you see some like some model or a cosplayer, they post a picture. Again, looking at those comments, those can also be funny because, yeah, you see a lot of like foreign looking dudes who you know don't speak great English and they're like addressing her specifically and yeah like, would, if, if I were married to you or like I yeah yeah and just broken English talking about like marrying her and stuff like that it's like oh this is this is getting very strange so wonderful to disappear between your great curves I am happy because I am small so it's more easy for me <laughs> <laughs> It's actually when you get into those ones, it's uh, they're they're getting really similar to weathernetwork.com comments, but for <laughs> porn. <laughs> um, well, I, I I wonder like, are there this many dudes out there that are just super weirdos? Whether it's like Facebook comments or I do want to know what type of person, or, like, what does this person yeah, look like, or is it just like that? when they get into like watching porn or whatever, their mind just goes to a place that's so far removed from their normal. Just person. turns like, to I wonder, sludge. Yeah, <laughs> like I wonder if they are normal or if they're just, they are this much of a weird sex weirdo. Like, <laughs> it's really hard to tell. Um, I really, so I also really like the, this category of commenter um, who has like a brilliant observation for you, like a, a great tip. Yeah. Seems like the best part about fucking a pregnant woman is sucking her titties <laughs> and being able to come inside her and can't get pregnant. <laughs> Pretty good. Wow, <laughs> great tip. <laughs> Brilliant. And then uh, I also like... I have never understood prego porn. That's the weirdest <laughs> fucking thing to me. Well, you know, you, you, you live a... You got to walk a mile in mall's shoes and then you'll know. Um, <laughs> You're way into prego porn. <laughs> It's uh -oh. uh, it's like a, I think it's a sidestep from uh, from liking fatties, you know. It's uh, it's weirder it's than that. Cause ah, I don't know. There's something about it. It's like you're introducing like that this person's has a child growing up. Cause it's like I can't help but thinking about the child as I'm thinking of it. And that's just like oh, <laughs> that, that actually it's weird. That that reminds me of a real. I I mean, <laughs> so when I was a kid, I read. You know, like, do you remember reading jokes on the internet? Like, but you're like, but you're a kid, so it's very funny that you even have access to just new jokes that someone isn't telling you. 
Like, yeah. normally, it's like your kids are telling each other jokes. The fact that you can just pick up, like, some text and, and get okay. your own source of jokes. Okay. This is incredible. So, um, I remember doing that. I must have been, like, maybe 12 or 13 years old. And um, so, this is how the joke goes. Um, so, uh, a, a, a man and wife, you know, they're having a baby. Uh, uh, she's pregnant with the baby. And she has the baby. And when the kid comes out... He goes, he, he walks up to the dad, because apparently newborn babies do that in jokes, and he starts poking him in the forehead, and he goes, how do you like it? This is a terrible joke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I was is like Is that even a old. joke? <laughs> yeah. And uh, obviously the idea that he's having sex with his yeah, pregnant yeah, wife yeah, and whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and hitting him in the head. So I, th and I thought this was hilarious, but I did not know that that's what the joke was about. Like I just thought like the kid was annoyed that people were like poking, uh -huh. poking her belly or something because everybody, whatever, does that. So I told this joke to my dad and he, and he, was, he was really disturbed that like- This is when 12, you were 12? Yeah, yeah, he was really disturbed that his like so this was young like, teenager- this was like three years ago. Yeah, <laughs> was was telling him that. <laughs> yeah, good fist, <laughs> fist pump for that for that joke. Um, yeah, so that was. Uh, I don't know why I thought that that was that was relevant <laughs> to this 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 pregnant thing. Um, so another great one-off comment. She would make the perfect housewife. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this, this, this weird thing with like marrying porn stars or like I don't know I don't know what's with with that. I think they're just they're getting way too in their attraction to her physically and then not thinking No, I think there's well why not just be like oh I want to just fuck this bro. That's what I mean whatever. like, the, like, like why do you want to marry them? Because they're just they're in like a state of hip borderline hypnosis at that point like they're so attracted to her that like they're they're seeing her as like this perfect human being with a perfect personality but really like A you know nothing about them. B generally the people that uh do porn or they have a lot of psychological issues going on. Um, but that, that taps into... She would make the perfect housewife. Yeah, that taps That's into somewhat the third uh, category that I usually see. And it, it usually is a one-word comment of just someone... Not one word, but very short. If someone's saying, goddess. She's, oh, god. Oh, what a god. Oh, yeah, I've just seen like lots a of those. Weird, like, worship of it uh, or of this person. It's just, yeah. yeah, I think it's like they've got... Again, it's like they, they just watched porn for just a few minutes too long, and now their the mind is in this weird state of, of uh, eroticism slash hypnosis, where they're just like, <laughs> they're not themselves at all anymore. At least I hope they're not themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so moving into Christmas, I'm going to change the subject here. Christmas-themed pornography? Yeah, Christmas-themed pornography. Uh -huh. I have a new vision for nativity scenes. Okay. So nativity scenes being like the birth, yeah, birth of Christ. Yeah, you so got yeah. well, like specifically that people always have those decorations. Yes, and and here's and here's the vision. Why do nativity scenes have snow? Do they often have snow? In they their, always in have little cotton. Yeah, and the decorations always like a, a bed of like yeah, white fluffy like cotton. It's like a shitty desert that he would have been in. Right? Yeah, it's in the Middle East. Like, why? Why is there always snow in all these nativity scenes? Just constantly. Uh, I want nativity scenes with just sand everywhere, all over your your house. Just. Putting and it in two big heaters, just blasting heat <laughs> just, into the room, just melting all the wax <laughs> figures of your of your nativity scene. Yeah, it's like December twenty fifth is not the winter in the Middle East. Not that the winter would be snowing or anything. 
and it and is it is the dead of summer in, in the Middle East during during December twenty fifth. Well, and isn't there? I, I'm not a religious person, but isn't there like a lot of evidence to suggest that December twenty fifth was nowhere near uh, Jesus Christ's actual birthday? Yeah, and the, the Christians, like, the Christians just did it. It so doesn't they, matter. They, they could adapt their own winter solstice. Yeah, they so were being speak. clever. Like, like Christians aren't very clever these days anymore. Like they just make no. crappy movies and stuff. Mormons are clever though. We've talked about that Book of Mormon musical yeah. uh, before, and how like the, it, you know, it's a musical that's making fun. It's Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the South, made, Park, the South Park dudes. Yeah, uh, they made this musical just that just trashes Mormonism. Like yeah, it's it just, just makes make, fun of them. Yeah, so the Mormon Church is like, well, well, we'll just buy some ads in their yeah. pamphlets, like their brochures that you take into the theater with you during yes. the musical that gives you the thing. And I was they like, also, it's beyond that. They, aren't they like one, they actually like help fund the musical still. So like they're a sponsor, something yeah. like that. Like they're way into it. Yeah. Which it's, is funny. Yeah. They're, 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 they're some crafty people, those Mormons. We don't have crafty Christians anymore co-opting pagan holidays and turning them into Christmas or anything like that. No. We need to be co-opting all these Pornhub websites and <laughs> making Christian porn to get, get people on, on board and you get a little Bible verse or something. <laughs> I, they, the I mean, they're definitely like some other religions could take note of the of the Mormons and and what to do with criticism and so whatnot. Do you do you remember that Pure Flix thing that we were talking about, where it's like a I think it's like a uh, or Clear Play, it's like a DVD player that play that it, it censors the movie specifically like Christian related, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, so so it gets rid of swearing or gets rid of violent stuff or gets rid of nudity, so it'll like block them out or whatever. So, so strange. Yeah. So you could have like a Clear Play porn website. It's all just missionary position like or something like that and they're married like they're all fully fully clothed they're all <laughs> no, i mean they'd be they'd be naked you're just watching married people have sex though and it's like you know it's it's proper because mm-hmm, whatever mm-hmm. that that sounds like a pretty good idea for christians to fix this porn problem but wouldn't they still be coveting people well i don't you know you, mm. you, you can't be, can't everybody be jesus i've, I've out christian you. <laughs> So um, you mentioned something, though, with uh, you were talking about this first time in history with these with these Pornhub comments that we can start witnessing what someone's thinking. Yeah. And I guess like uh, like a general, if, if you want to actually pull some kind of information like psychologically from this sort of stuff, like this is a newer thing, like like like. In, especially internet porn, like it hasn't been around that long. When, if you, in the grand scope of oh, I was history, definitely transitioning so. into a new topic with that. Okay, <laughs> that, but um, so the another thing that I think that we haven't brought up yet is when Facebook first introduced the this person liked this yes. feature. Yeah. Do you do you remember do you remember when 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 face so if if I can. If I can summarize this really easily, because like, Facebook doesn't really do this anymore. Yeah, because well, yeah, or everybody knows it, so you might like Pornhub on your on Facebook or something, and then all your friends will see. Well, Andrew Muller like on their Pornhub, on their feed on their news pop up. feed, right? But also specifically, like if you uh, liked a picture of something, because uh, what I where I first uh, noticed this and noticed how funny it was, uh, having a bunch of uh, friends or whoever on my Facebook. 
they would like pictures of like sexy cosplayers and whatever. <laughs> but when they like a photo of it, like some girl dressed up in, as Princess Peach, but a bikini version of her or whatever, <laughs> and they've liked it, it's just, it comes across as like this pervy thing that you're just <laughs> advertising to everyone on your friends well, you'd list. Well, like, you'd also see it like, I mean, there was just this golden era of this where, of this golden era it was of a Facebook. Sweet spot, yeah. yeah, it was like there was, I don't know. Because nobody knew that when they liked a picture like that, they were showcasing to the world, hey, I liked this this weirdo sexy peach picture. Yeah, and I saw it a lot with older people too, like older dudes mm-hmm. where they'd be liking just, I don't know, just like the cr- the crummiest, sleaziest meme pages that would just be, you know, yeah, just like really scantily clad women or something. Yeah. Like, like there's no real content. They're basically, it's basically just kind of softcore porn because it's like, yeah. you know, and 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 it's like, uh, yeah, everyone can see that you're liking this and like viewing this. Like, you might as well just take a screenshot of your browser history as you're like <laughs> looking through a bunch of stuff that you're not supposed to be. And it was a great time for embarrassing, yeah, it's, especially I, older people. I, I'm just, I'm always fascinated that one of the fun things I find about the internet, and this just pops up in a bunch of different uh, uh, ways, like what we're describing and what we talked about with the porn comments, is the habits that people, the weird solo habits that people will pick up uh, that you would never talk about with other people or, or stuff like this where it's just like, what, what's he doing in his free time on the internet? <laughs> and you never really know, but every now and then a sweet spot like this where Facebook is, is showcasing for a small period of time, <laughs> showcasing all your likes to everyone and you don't know that fact yet, so you're just liking away all these really pervy, softcore porn pictures. (laughs) I mean, you can still find this sort of thing, like, say, if you go on someone's Instagram and look at who they're following, and you can, you know, but, but, you know, that's not just popping up, that's not just popping up on your news feed or anything to just easily embarrass them. You gotta actually go searching for this. Yeah, I just, I, I love these kind of internet showcases, like anonymous, like, comment sections where people will say, they're able to say whatever super hateful or weirdo thought they have on something. I I love it because it's like a window into who they, like the unfiltered crazy version of them. Because I I, kind (laughs) of think like everyone's kind of a psychopath in a way, but everyone kind of learns to present themselves in public. And the internet and anonymous comments and stuff like this, you you start to see this. that away. It's the window into their soul. And I know some people are annoyed by it, like people hate, like comment sections because they get really hostile and and aggressive. Uh, And I love it because it's like this window into who people actually are because there can't be that many insane people just always commenting. It's like most of these people are probably normal, but this is just who they are, super unfiltered. And that's why I love it. I also really like this idea that comes along with all this where... um you know, we used to, we used to have this idea that God is watching you even when you're alone, and uh, and then and oh, then you did. You know, some no, that that's like that's <laughs> like, and that's this thing that you know, if if you're listening to someone like Sam Harris or some some atheist guy, it's like, oh, you you know, he's this guy who keeps you in line, and it's like right. this fairy tale, like Santa Claus thing to keep kids in line, and it's like, dude, like everyone is watching you doing your darkest things now because you're doing them on the internet. (laughs) It's like, it's like the worst things most people are doing is just on the internet now. It's like, it's, it's such a bizarre idea. Like to, to consider that it's like, now there's like this collective God that 
I, I don't yeah it's oh, it's it's super too philosophical it's super, for this it's, show now. I see what you're saying it's though. super bizarre man so um speaking of Sam Harris we're gonna well, why don't we get to some movies <laughs> here it's very, very related <laughs> I, got, I have I have another good story but I'll I'll save it for a little further on in the episode um right. so my most mo- hated movie ever this week is Robin Hood no uh not to be confused with Robin Hood. <laughs> you could go on for like a half an hour saying this. Cause... Also, not to be confused with Robin Hood. Yeah. <laughs> or how many Robin Hood movies are there now? I, 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 I like I before we started recording this, I pulled up like the Wikipedia page on all the film and television adaptations of Robin Hood. I couldn't count them. There's, there's two. Like I'd have to sit here and count because there's no, there's no one spot on the page that says like there's been. 200 and whatever. There's been a fuck ton, though. Like a couple hundred. More than Pinocchio, that sounds for certain. Because I only found I like 10 so. Pinocchios last time I was looking for that. Um, so move over Sam Harris because <laughs> Robin is in town. <laughs> Perhaps you should ex- just give a very brief explanation as to who Sam Harris is. <laughs> Sam Harris is a prominent uh, atheist fellow um, who uh, he talks a lot about medieval churches being real bad and uh the church public speaker yeah he's like a public speaker guy and he's most he's pretty anti-religion you know he talks he speaks out against islam and uh a lot of shit for that and uh no shit for speaking out against christianity though yeah yeah of course not um (laughs) so this robin hood movie is the biggest piece of shit ever (laughs) It's not good. It's so bad. Um, I mean, we might be the only two people that actually saw it, so it didn't do well, and I don't think anybody's going to bother watching it. Um, the reason I made this, Sam, because so, so the, I mean, the, everyone knows what Robin Hood's about. He steals from the rich. He gives, gives to, to the, the poor. In um, this movie... It's the very basic premise that's probably the staple in all the different adaptations of Robin Hood. That's yeah, like he's always, he always steals from the rich and gives, gives to the poor. That's like the one thing that is yeah. the same. And I think that's the only thing that's the same about this movie. As the, I don't think anything about this movie has anything to do with anything else when Robin Hood other than that one. And the bow and arrow, I guess. He has a bow, he has a bow and arrow, um, something, <laughs> something like that. Um, so uh, there's a game that, that me and Andy are playing right now called, uh, called Star Fox Adventures. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a, it's a GameCube game, uh, you know, Star Fox, which is this, uh, this space shooting, fighting game. Uh, where uh, you know you're like in a spaceship and you shoot ships. That's what the game's about. It's kind of like a Zelda game, but Star Fox. No, no, that, no. That's what Star Fox is, though. You're in, you're in, you're in space and you shoot things. And then they made this, this, right, this, right, right, this right, sequel right, right. called Star Fox Adventures. And for some reason, now you're on a planet. So what's happened Several is planets. what's happened is um, is the is the game company Rare built a, built a game called Dinosaur Planet. Yeah. Uh, and it's this it's this game where you roam around and you uh, you know you fight some dinosaurs and stuff and you collect items and whatever. And uh, just before they published it, they're like, "Well, why don't we just make it into a Star Fox game?" So they quickly put Star Fox skins in the characters. Yeah, and, to capitalize on the popularity. Yeah, of and they're Star like, Fox. "We'll sell a lot more if we just quickly whip a Star Fox skin onto this." And uh, now, now it's the new Star Fox game. And they're like, "Well, this what's this have to do with the rest of the Star Fox games?" It's like, "Oh well, maybe we'll make the first level a space fighting levels, and then they'll like they definitely land shoehorned on a in some space. Yeah, stuff. yeah, they really, really shoehorned it in. And this Robin Hood movie. Yeah. They basically were like, well, we're going to make this war movie about 
going to Iraq and fighting a bunch of people in the desert, uh, you know, and they're going to be shooting each other with machine guns and stuff. And it's going to be heavy, you know, fast paced Michael Bay, shaky cam and like, like, you know, car chase, car chases. Yeah. 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 And then, and they're going to be, yeah, just like fighting each other and, you know, getting into battles. And then like five minutes before they publish it, they're like, let's make this into a Robin Hood movie. We'll just, Photoshop bows instead of guns. <laughs> yeah, we'll copy and paste Robin Hood into the script. <laughs> yeah, and, and like this change feels, the cars and the horses, and we're done. This feels not at all like a medieval Robin Hood sort of movie. It feels just like an action war movie, like a, like like an Iraq war movie too, not some World War II one that actually has like some pondering or something. Yeah, like really fast paced. Even um, beyond like script stuff and action stuff, there definitely there were scenes where. Two characters were talking, and it was a closer shot, so you couldn't see like their full gore, like like their full their full, full body, full body, and whatever. And like, it just looked like they were dressed normally, having a conversation that could have taken place in modern day. Yeah, like, like it didn't even look the like haircuts, they were wearing. The haircuts were very modern, and like I remember there's one like the the main chick in it, like she's wearing some. Just walk around public with like some dress that has like heavy cleavage, and it's, I, I don't think this would have been the case. <laughs> well, you know they covered for that. So uh, there's a lot of crap that has nothing to do with medieval anything. The way the movie starts out is, you know, forget everything that you know about medieval life. This story doesn't matter what year it is. Doesn't matter where it happens. This, this is pretty much literally what they say. It's literally what, what yeah. they say. Yeah, I'm not even There's really. There's a narration ham- that I'm, says I'm not this. really hamming it up or anything like that. Like, uh, so, um, yeah, for, for, forget all this stuff. All that matters is that Robin Hood did more than just steal from the poor. There's he, there something else that made him special. Um, and I remember immediately thinking, probably not. And by the end of the movie, I thought, yep, there was, there was nothing more. Like all he really did was steal from the poor and, and steal from the rich and give to the poor. Uh, well, they definitely, they did not, they either didn't know what to do with that aspect of it, like the steal from the rich, give to the poor, or they tried to add some kind of commentary with it, but they didn't want to, they didn't want to upset anyone. So they didn't go anywhere. There's like no depth to the commentary. Yeah. So, so to cover for all this medieval stuff, like the movie's just full of, you have no idea what time period it is because they have like, it's like, oh, we're in like a medieval, you know, kind of t- zone. And it's like there's lords and serfs and uh-huh. whatever. But we have like machine gun, like bow and arrows. And yeah. we have like the industrial revolution where we have like factories with like people on like assembly lines. That's like, okay, well, so we got like, like a, the 1300s and like the 1700s. and there was like, like a foundry at one point. Yeah, that's that, what like I said. During, during the horse car chase scene. Yeah, and they've got like lava and these They're, giant yeah. vats, like Terminator 2 style. Like, like vats. gigantic. Not like, like a blacksmith with exa- like a little, so like exactly a little pit of fire, like a giant vat of molten lava and stuff. And like, it's like, oh, I have I have no idea what's going on here. And it's like, no, don't you remember the beginning when he said it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter what matter. time it was? Yeah. It's like, well, I, I feel like it kind of matters what time it is because... When you start throwing in foundries and stuff. When you start throwing in foundries, but you're still using bows, it's like, wouldn't you guys have muskets then? Like, uh, like what? <laughs> like, like, it's not just that it's that it's like, oh, they didn't have that in medieval times. It's like, well, if they had that, then they would have had this, but they don't. Like, yeah. and, it, and it doesn't make any damn sense at all. Um, are, so- are, are you ever starting to think, like, you specifically, uh, not the general you, um, yeah. like... Man, I'm starting to just 
hate this podcast. But these oh yeah, fucking movies that we <laughs> go to see that I just th- this is this is becoming homework on the, on the few episodes. <laughs> I have no interest in seeing this. Like there was an interest in watching The Purge because you can have oh, that some, was fun. Like there's a fun concept there, and you know they're not very good, so you can make fun of it. But this was just I ah, hear it's bad. We could shit on it for the podcast. And I'm sitting in the theater. And I'm just I what? just this is how I'm spending my Friday. I just night. don't care. I have <laughs> zero interest in seeing. I it. mean, I had a lot more fun in this movie than you did I think because I did just because there was so much wacky shit they were throwing at you I mean I, I had enough fun but it was just that feeling of sitting in the theater before it started I think I talked about this a bit on our, our Lady Ocean's Eleven episode where it's like this is not a movie I ever would have seen <laughs> apparently nobody else would either because it's bombing fucking hard thankfully so right at the beginning of the movie, yeah. like the very first shot as they're doing their little intro description, they have this animated like mm-hmm. leather bound book that says Robin Hood. Like he's telling you a story and but but like because this is during the narration where he's like, forget what you know about whatever. Forget everything Doesn't, you know about everything. fluorescent lighting. Forget everything Done. you know that would be a good criticism of this movie. Forget <laughs> yeah. it all. Empty your brain of thinking for the next while. Yeah, so, you know, they do the thing where the book opens and he starts, like, telling, narrating a story to you. The first thing, though, is, like, the book, like, it's... it's the cheapest-looking CGI book <laughs> It looks, imagine. It looks like the snake in that 90s movie, Anaconda. It, <laughs> like, it, it just looks, looks like the, the very first frame of the movie. I was like, holy shit, this is a real bad start already. This is a rough start when it's the first <laughs> visual. Like, you'll need a, you only, only need to see it for a fraction of a second. And you're go- and you're just in the theater. Oh, it looked considerably worse fuck. than a lot of video game graphics that I've seen. Like it looked it was, terrible. It was so. Okay, so it looked like those crowds from that Freddie Mercury movie where they just look so bad. I'm currently uh, playing a lot of a game called Enter the Gungeon. Yeah. And it's very like way into gun stuff. And when you hit the pause button, it has a menu. It has a book that pops up on screen called yeah. the Ammo Nomicon. It's, it's a great game. I love it. I think I've talked about it before. Uh, but it's like a 16-bit graphic thing. That looked better. Yeah, than it looks this way thing. better than this, this book. Well, there's a little bit of movement. So to say, video up. games are better. Yes, yeah, because like, like, doesn't like someone like he like the book comes up, but then he, someone shoots the binding, and yes. then the book flips open, and you can look at it. Yes. It's just, this great little animation. Awesome. You know, it's only like four or five frames of animation, but it's uh, but it's just really really charming, and it, it's something. It's anything. And and the book actually has a great visual design it's to it. It's got little like shading so and textures even, on it. Like even though they're just 16-bit graphics. Yeah, like, so even, graphics. even, but even, it's just like the book looks like this really ancient thing, but it's got these silly like gun images and like dancing bullets <laughs> like on the front of it and shit. So like it looks fun, like you see what they're going for. So even with the graphical limitations, like, oh, that's really cool. You see this the Robin Hood CGI book, and it looks terrible. The design isn't on a cool, even the font, because it just says, the book says Robin Hood on it. It's that's like not a very fancy medieval font either. No, like, it's, it's like, this ugly ass It's like Helvetica font. new, like, <laughs> just, yeah, it's just really a very plain, cheap-looking cheap, yeah. cheap font. It's not really embossed into the, I mean, I know we're talking a lot about this book cover or whatever, <laughs> but it was like, it was a, re- it was a terrible omen. <laughs> like, intros are really important. Beyond on the first 15 minutes because that's going pretty far but like the first thing you see or hear like it's very important you're setting a tone you're setting your tone for the rest of the movie yeah you'll know when the first thing you see is a cgi like you you couldn't get a book (laughs) you couldn't just get like make a real book you couldn't go to like one of these print on demand like websites and pay like $80 $80 for all the add-ons for a nice leather-bound yes. book and just ask someone to make you one like it's like like well, it probably cost them 
10 grand to animate that stupid book and they could have just bought one. <laughs> so like, beyond, like a nice leather bound custom designed book that looks really nice and whatever. Beyond like a video game plug, there's another very recent movie that we both watched and loved uh, called The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Oh, and yes. it's, it's the new, this is a little plug here. It's the new Coen Brothers movie. It's right to Netflix so pretty much everyone can watch it right now. Yeah, um, unless you don't have Netflix. And it's, it's an anthology movie, so it's just a bunch of short stories. It's six, like, 20-minute Western stories. And in between the stories, you see, like, a hand opening up this book, and it's going, like, chapter, chapter. Each chapter starts with, a, with an image that kind of... And then it goes into the actual the movie, part, the, the story, the visual story of it. And it's great. They just made an actual book. Like for it, and film the guy turning the pages. It looks really like, good how too. Could, do you know how much cheaper that would be than animating <laughs> a book? And it looks so much better. So I mean, point me and everyone go watch this movie. It's fucking fantastic. You'll notice that for this podcast, we have a pretty strong intro as well. You know, we got like some upbeat stuff. It's mm-hmm. like you said, it's you got to set this tone. Yeah. And you know, for me, it's more just covering up that they're gonna have to listen to the rest of the shitty podcast. But <laughs> yeah, it's like, sure. but you can at least trick them for the intro, right? Sure. And it's like Robin Hood. They had just the opposite. Uh, philosophy towards intros. They're like, no, you got to wait till the movie really gets into it before we're going to set, set... Even then, it's questionable. Set, yeah, well, no, they didn't at all. <laughs> yeah. But that's what they were thinking, at, yes, least, yes. at least. Yeah, so immediately after that, and this stupid narration that, forget everything you know about uh, movies and storytelling, and because good we're... Good story we're, structure. Yeah, we're throwing, <laughs> the, we're throwing the book at good story structure. Yeah. Um, uh, very first scene is just some boring romance scene. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, yeah. you're starting this movie with a romance scene? Like, who is this for? With God. the narration still over, like, she was the prettiest woman I'd ever seen. I knew, blah, blah, blah. Like, and yeah, it's just this romance thing. Like, again, is that what Robin Hood is about? Is like, I mean, no. I guess, like, it's like, I mean, what, I'm sure he don't had you want to establish the in... themes of Robin Hood if yes. you're going to do this little intro montage? Because, like, they wanted to get a bunch of things out of the way right at the beginning so they could kind of get into the actual story where, you know, Robin Hood is drafted into the war and when he comes back, his. His village is all shitty and being tyrannized by Lord Nottingham, which is usually like kind of the story. I don't it's know a if fine goes, story. That's a fine enough to, story to set a movie on, too. Yeah, I don't know if he goes into amazing. war in the earlier ones, but I know that I his know. like you know the place that he loves is being tyrannized by some shitty authority. You know, which is yeah. like a pretty, pretty, pretty classic common, story. Totally. Common classic story, totally fine. But yeah, it goes right into a romance thing. This this movie, it's this is a big blockbuster movie. You're not trying to do anything smart or subvert expectations here. You're just trying to create a, a fun thing that people can shovel popcorn into their mouth while watching in the theater. That's it. Sure, and that is the justification I guarantee like people would give me if I was, oh, you know, that movie really sucked. And they're like, listen, not everything needs to be a work of art here or whatever. It's like, yeah, that's fine. Like, I'm I'm fine to just go see Robin Hood like beat up some rich people and uh, have some action scenes. They're doing that wrong, too. They're doing the trash wrong. You can have fun with trash, but you don't have fun by taking trash seriously. Hey, man, you want to go out back and play with some trash? (laughs) All you got to do is... Yeah, I'd love to go watch the new Robin Hood. (laughs) All you got to do is stick your face in it and eat the trash. It's like, wouldn't you want to do something like throw the trash like at throw cars? It at, or or like, throw it at each other? Or yeah, something, yeah. Some, something, something, other. something fun. No, man. The best way to play with trash is eat it. This movie has the most obvious, uh, or should could have had the most obvious cliche but fun intro. Just show Robin Hood, like an inexperienced Robin Hood, 
uh, some kind of heist. He's breaking into a place, but he's kind of sloppy or whatever. Like, yeah, maybe in, maybe he doesn't succeed and they like beat the crap out of him or something. And, yeah, yeah. You know, like something. show him down on show him that he's a down on his luck guy, whatever. It's just a really obvious Make intro, him a but relatable instead, dude. We go from CGI book to this awful narration telling you to just forget everything that you think is good. <laughs> and then and then right into this this really super ham fisted romance montage. It's like what the fuck? This is just, this is some basic stuff about first impressions. This goes beyond just movies. Like you want to have a good first impression. Don't start with this. That is that doesn't it doesn't really tell you. Doesn't anything summarize about any of the tone that you're going to see for the rest of the movie. It's, it's such a, such a stupid it was, choice. It was real bad. Yeah. So like so the general premise is when he comes back from the war, everyone thinks he's dead. Like they think he's been dead for years because. Someone read his name off. Because the, the government list. told everyone that he was dead, so yeah, they could so, seize his so, property. So his wife has a new like husband now, which is obviously you know not so good for Robin Hood and whatever. So yep. and then uh, you know while he's while he's out at the war, he uh, he makes friends with some prisoner, some uh, with Jamie Fox, who who is some some African warrior guy or whatever in Arabia or something, and. Uh, you know, so he makes friends with Jamie Foxx, who comes back with him, and then Jamie Foxx is like, "Hey, we should uh, we should fight all these rich people, and that's the way we'll stop them from tyrannizing the poor." And whatever. so, one of the things <laughs> I think we both noticed at the exact same time. So he goes to war, he comes back. The government has seized his property, and it's in ruins. Why did the government seize his property <laughs> and then just trash it? It's only been gone. It's not like he's been gone for like 40 years and just, you know, the, the property just aged and no one took care of it enough. He's only been gone like four I mean, years. And I'm pretty sure they that. didn't seize it the second he left. It was probably at least a year or two. But after. so he was a lord. And this is a really like, it's basically a castle, like a small castle. Very, he's very nice. In. Very nice place. I'd live very in that place nice. even it's, today. At, at the very least, it's a mansion. At most, it's a castle. Yeah. So it's very like rich and fancy. Between so the like, threshold. Of- I can understand why the government would want to seize it because they, there's there's monetary they value can use it and, and power. They can fortify and, and, it. Yeah, and, and, own stuff it. and use all, it as all an the things outpost. that come along with owning land. But they, like he comes back, it's abandoned and just completely trashed. <laughs> like it's not like they. And when I say trash, I don't mean like they destroyed it and built like a bunch of stuff over top of it. I just mean they didn't take. Someone ca- just came and flipped the tables. Yeah, and smashed it looks the like windows. Someone had a really wild party and it's like smashed the doors. Yeah, flipped over all the tables and then abandoned it. For some <laughs> then le- like, why did the government do this? Exactly? Listen, forget everything you know about government <laughs> requisitioning yeah. or how militaries That'd work. Be awesome. If we just kept saying that throughout the. Time. Forget what you know about how government or about why governments like, would seize property. Like I, I get why they said that at the beginning because they wanted people to just kind of get into a state of suspending their disbelief so that they're not paying too much. Att- like they, they're just saying, don't yes. expect this to be historically accurate. Yeah, which That's is not totally fine. There's a totally moment, fine. There's a moment exactly like that in uh, Wolf of Wall Street where Leonardo DiCaprio. It's about these guys who did shady, illegal things with with. The stock market, whatever. I'm really on Wall Street. <laughs> uh, and then he's ex- there's a part where he's talking right, he's breaking the fourth wall, talking right into the camera at the audience, and he's explaining like all the illegal things they did. And then he like stops like 30 seconds, 30 seconds into it, mid sentence, says, Look, it's not important what we did. The point is, it was very illegal and we made a lot of money. And, it's just, <laughs> and it was a funny little thing. Yeah, because he starts like explaining investments and he's like, Ah, I'm not going to explain investing to you. Yeah. You don't want to hear about that in a movie. Movie, this of movie, course. and the movie's not about investments. No. So, and it, it, it was a, a, 
a good way to do that and have fun with it. Oh, I got to rewatch Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> just felt in Robin Hood like they were just like, oh my God, we have so are there's so many problems with this movie. How about every time there's a problem, we just like forget what you know about this. <laughs> forget just, what you know about castles. <laughs> all right, you're having Done. too much fun now. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, yeah. So this this idea is, uh, yeah, they they've they've requisitioned his property. They've thrown his wife into the slums. You, we need your castle. So get out of here. It's like, so he's a lord. Does he not have any money left? Like, is the government allowed to just seize all your gold too? Really, like, what that doesn't would, sound like something the government would do. I mean, I don't know exactly well, I mean, how, prop like how property kind of worked back then. In, in, in Nottingham, but I'm going to guess it would go something like she would acquire the rights to the land and then someone would come in and marry her and then require it. Because that's what I was expecting to that, happen. That, that seems to be the more logical thing to have happened in like, what, the 1200s or something? That's more likely what I, happened. Yeah, I don't know. It could have been the 1700s. Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it could have been... Uh, um, well, they say it, take place, it took place because the war that he went off to fight was the Crusades, which the movie doesn't... What? Yeah, oh. I, I had to read this on Wikipedia. Oh, after. really? Uh, he went off to fight in the Crusades, so it's very specific. Uh, they definitely don't go hard into that because they don't want to have any movie where they're fighting a bunch of Muslims, <laughs> like, trying, to, <laughs> trying to rid their land of Muslims. They don't want that. Yeah, so I really got to talk about this lords and peasants thing going on in 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 Robin Hood, which is you know a very common thing because it's medieval times, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so typically you have peasants or serfs and they kind of belong to the land and they have no rights and then the lords and you know you don't want to piss off the lords if you're a if you're a peasant cuz the lord'll just kill you cuz you know because yep. they're important and you're not important and you've got no royal blood. This society I have no idea how it works. It's all over the they place. They have like these towns. Because they have lords. They specifically yeah, talk they about specifically lords. Yeah, they specifically have lords. Um, when Robin Hood goes off to war, you know, he defies his commanding officer at one point, and the commanding officer kind of shoots him in like the gut or something. And not a kill shot, you know, just like a wound. And he goes, I would kill you if you weren't a lord, and then I'd get in so much trouble for harm, yes. you know, really killing a lord. And it's like, okay, so like that means something. But then they get back to Nottingham where like, you know, evil mustache twirling villain whatever uh, sheriff of Nottingham guy yeah. you know he's addressing the town and, and filling them with propaganda about how they have to you know keep some war machine going to kill all the Africans and, and, <laughs> and their war or something so there's like this really weird weak social it's commentary. funny like you're, you're you're brushing over it and it sounds like you're just like ah, blah, 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 blah. but that's basically how the story is told yeah, in the movie yeah, as well too <laughs> it's not far off um, and then the peasants start like yelling at him and being like you're ugly uh, yeah. you know you're do this and he's like well you know i hear your points uh uh but uh but you know we're still gonna do it anyways and i was like is this how medieval society worked like i thought you like if you like start insulting the lords and just shouting they just like, cut your fucking hands like off it's like something. this yeah, yeah. cut out your tongue it's this weird democracy of like these lords and serfs like yeah I, I thought so many times while watching this because yeah he'd be giving his speech and then the audience would be like Someone very specific would be like, no, you can't do that. What about the blah, blah, blah? And he'd address that. Like, he can clearly see who said it and dress them. And yeah, he like, knows them ah, by name. They're all angry that they said it and called them out in the middle of their speech. It's like, man, for a feudal system, this, this society puts a high emphasis on freedom well, of speech. It's this democratic feudal yeah, system <laughs> where the serfs can come and vote and, and have rights, but, but they still like, just belong to the land. Um, yeah, so... I mean, and they, like Robin Hood gets drafted into the army, and I'm like, isn't he a lord? Yeah, like, would, do they draft that, lords into the army? It's, like, it's a weird thing. Isn't where, that the point of being a lord that you don't have to get drafted into the army? It's like, maybe, while watching it, uh, I, was, I was thinking like, I don't, 
I don't know a lot about medieval society, but I'm guessing that these things weren't wouldn't happen. Like, yeah, wouldn't they just be sending the poor people, enlist them to the army and let them fight the war? Like the the disposable, I'm doing the finger quotations there, like the, yeah, just poor people that don't care. They're, they're taking lords and drafting him off to the war. They also did, like, what? Why is he so good at what he does? Robin Hood was a young dude. In the movie, he looks like he's like late twenties ish. Like, why is he so good at being Robin Hood? Yeah, being oh a yeah, soldier. because when he when he comes back from the war and he's kind of like he's not even that great of a warrior because he gets kind of beaten up or a bunch. And then Jamie Foxx has that five minute training montage <laughs> where he turns him into a no, genius he, like acrobat. But even that, like he's pretty combat. Even before that, like he's pretty combat adept. When it shows him in the yeah, Crusades fighting, like he's he's shooting an arrow. He's very good. He shoots. He takes out that turret arrow guy like he yeah, sneaks yeah. around him in, in one shot. He can shot. hit a guy from 100 yards in the head But he's just whatever. like some like fancy lord Well, no, lords would that. get like fighting training and stuff. Though. They, to they, this level? They'd like able, I know that maybe, maybe some of the trainers. Maybe some of them would take up some archery or whatever but like I mean he was an archer. No, I actually I, I don't think it's crazy that he's he's skilled at that stuff. He's got, he he's got the money for the education and you know. He seems too skilled for a lord. Like I like Maybe I'm just looking at it in too cliche of a way of yeah, a lord it's just like, being this prissy dude. But <laughs> like that's the Lord Jester eating it. like, you know, grape tomatoes like that guy in Lord of the Rings and just, you know, and like they're, they're I, just like I, not good at anything. No, I, they're like, I I'm guess sure the problem I'm having is I'm latching onto this cliche because they really don't, you don't know much about Robin Hood before that. He doesn't yeah, have. They he lives alone in a castle, and he's like twenty. Tw like I said, late twenties. Doesn't seem to have any family. There's no other family except for his wife. But like, I mean, direct like blood family. There's no one, so it's not like he has a dad. That's why they had to have to. the romance right at the beginning, because they're like, otherwise, Robin Hood has no family. We better quickly give him a wife. Yeah. So first you don't. Scene. It's like you don't know enough about him to know why he's so like combat adept or where he gets all this money, or, like why he lived in a castle. Like, there's there's no other. Direct family. Well, considering they focus a lot that they on, don't even address. You're you're definitely pointing out like part of the hollowness of this movie. It's like well, they focus a lot on kind of this world that they're in, like, but also they don't at all because the world is not well fleshed out at all. Like they just have scenes where there's lords and peasants, and there's nothing else that exists in the whole world. Like I think everything was just filmed on a green screen, and they would just have. Like, like it was a very limited cast. Like there were not very many interesting cast members. There's just I think they like, tried though. It was like ninety eight percent extras, and then like <laughs> Robin Hood and and Jamie Fox, and like yeah. it was like it felt really isolated. It, was it didn't feel like a a, a a really lived in world, which I know is like a high request for movies to actually do something like that. But yeah, it felt really it felt really like everything about it was super shallow. Like. It, yeah, it didn't feel like a fully realized lived-in world at, in the slightest. Because one, yeah, they're jumping around from what looks like a modern-day, like, uh, fight scene, like, gun battle in Iraq, and then they're jumping over to, like, fancy, like, 1400s England, and yeah, they, they don't do a good job of establishing their world at all. I gotta say, like, this being our topic today is really just making me feel awful. Like, mm -hmm. just... Just Robin Hood? Just Robin Hood, mm -hmm. yeah, just, like thinking about it and just like, yeah, like is, you, you know how this like, is one of those episodes yeah, yeah, it, you was, know it, was, you, it was homework yeah yeah you show you show up to work and you're just like you know this is just not my day like i'm i just can't you know every all the work i have to do is like you know it's stuff that you don't want to do nothing yeah. that like really feels accomplished it's like just dumb administrative stuff and it's like that's the feeling i get just thinking about robin hood it's just i just so, feel t i feel sick so we went to a, an early evening showing of this. So it was like the 6.30 show. So it was done by like 
And man, I got to say, there's something about this movie. I was so tired after this <laughs> yeah. movie. And I wasn't dozing off in the theater. Like, I was pretty awake for the whole thing. But when we left the theater, like, I just went home and I just sat down on my computer. And, or I played some video games and sat down on my computer. And I just felt so tired. Like, that kind of tired where uh, you fall asleep on your computer chair yeah. or you're dozing on your computer chair. And you have to, it takes like a half an hour to muster up the strength to go to bed. Because you're like, ah, oh, fuck, I should get up and go to bed because I'm just sleeping on my computer chair. But I can't. I'm, I'm too tight. Like, and that was just from watching Robin Hood. I have never been so conscious of the moment when you are in the theater and you stand up and, and, and your legs are like come alive and yeah. you're like oh I gotta stretch and it's like oh you get like a head rush and stuff and it's like I've been sitting for nine hours in this, <laughs> yeah. in this movie theater and we should seat. say it wasn't that it didn't even feel that long of a movie it didn't feel like a long movie it was just shy of two hours but it didn't like the one maybe the one uh, uh, positive thing I'll say about it is it didn't feel long the movie went by fairly quickly and a lot of the times when these big boring blockbuster movies that are too are close to two hours or put or over two hours they can really feel like a drag. This one didn't feel like a drag, but it's just something about it when I got home. I was so worn out. And yeah, it, it's a new term I'm going to coin called Robin Hood tired. I, got, <laughs> I was Robin Hood tired. Like, I was just, just done. Um, it's like during the movie, I remember you were just very miserable. And I, and I was actually having a bit of fun with it because I was like, okay, there's all these <laughs> yeah, really wacky funny. things. They have these stupid machine gun, like, uh, bow and arrows, which sounds cool. Like, if, if, if sorry, machine gun crossbows, uh, if, if you could actually see what was going on, and that might be kind of a cool idea, but it really just felt like gunplay. Like, um, yeah, it just felt and, like this was a movie that, like, you, like we said at the beginning, it felt like a modern-day war movie that they copied and pasted Robin Hood into because it felt like we were just watching like almost that like classic scene in uh, Saving Private Ryan where the guy's at the top of the tower with a sniper or a machine gun like that yeah. so, and there's a bunch and and he's pinning them down with gunfire it felt like yeah, that you, but with arrows but I, you, you watch, got, yeah you got kind of the low perspective and like behind the guys and like there's just like debris flying yeah. in the camera's face and stuff but it's just shaking and so the problem I oh, have with it I was going somewhere sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, like. So I was having fun during the movie, and then after the movie, I realized I've been lying no, I to wasn't. My, I, yeah, <laughs> I've been lying to myself. This movie tricked me into thinking that I was kind of having fun because I wanted to not be having a bad time. Uh -huh. But it's like based based on my uh, my disposition by the end, I knew that couldn't have been true. Well, so I think the reason for that is that the movie. The movie's kind of a gritty reboot of Robin Hood, kind of, but then they do fun stuff like the fun. I'm finger quotes like the like the machine the machine quotes. gun arrow thing. And but you're watching a, a bit of a more gritty take on Robin it's Hood. Totally it's not it's not gritty. fun. It's not fun and whimsical. But then they're doing silly stuff like machine gun arrows and, and like an arrow rocket launcher, pretty much. Yeah. So they're doing fun and wacky stuff of it, but it's a darker, grittier, more I depiction about that of it. Arrow rocket launcher. So stupid. <laughs> I mean, it's a, but again, like if the tone of the movie it, was yeah, a bit absolutely. more fun, that would be hilarious. But the tone, the was tone very is not serious. fun. It's more serious and, and gritty. Not, yeah. I don't want to say dark necessarily, but it's definitely more serious. Well, you said something to me that was very funny <laughs> during this, and I'm going to share it right after these messages. Oh Let's get some money going on here. So today's episode of Real Movies with Real Men brought to you by Taser Tag. 
Are you and your friends bored of going out every single weekend playing laser tag? You're totally unscathed by the end of the night. There's just no intensity at all. You're getting drunk and you're, you're in the laser tag and you're lost in this maze. And you don't even know if people are really shooting you because there's just this dumb, dumb uh, speaker on your chest or whatever. And you have to shoot the guys in the chest anyways. Like, that's no fun at all. It never works. Well, introducing... Taser Tag by Dave Co. Taser Tag is a realistic uh, taser-oriented laser tag course. So you know those uh, those oh, little I tasers these were just tasers. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It is. It's, you know those little tasers the cops shoot though, like with the with the with wires, the strings. The, yeah, 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 the with wires. the wires and the strings. Exactly. You got forty thousand volts of taser that you can shoot your friends with. Last one standing is the winner. You don't have to count points with taser <laughs> tags. Uh, so, you, just a few warnings. You have to buy our special electricity resistant socks for four dollars on top of your entry price to taser tag. But don't fall in the pit of electricity. It'll burn your socks off, and there's no free replacement socks either. <laughs> It sounds like a, there's a real, a real story that goes along with this. <laughs> also, we suggest persons with asthma, epilepsy, heart conditions, or pregnancy dial down to 20,000 volts of Taser just to be safe. Taser Tag by Dave Coe. Uh, find your nearest Taser Tag near you. Or just buy a Taser and start tasing your friends. Yeah, just start tasing your friends. Uh, also fun. So me and Andy went to this this trampoline park and we might have talked about this at one point which is you know just a big gym full of trampolines and that's fun uh, but they make you buy these socks for the trampolines okay so there's a there was a myriad of problems with this place <laughs> but the socks were one of them uh, have we have we ever actually? I, th I, I feel don't like think so. I don't think we have. Park, I don't if we have, it was so long ago that. Well, we, we went we stuff. went for my birthday, and I thought it would be really cool to go to this trampoline park. So it's like an indoor trampoline park, just different. Sounds variations awesome. You of got trampolines, trampolines on angles. You got dodgeball trampolining and stuff, and you know yeah. all super super cool stuff. This trampoline park was the the biggest dog shit run place. It was run <laughs> worse than a government. It was just the most yeah. horribly run place. So. I think during our stay there, at least four or five people got seriously injured, and we were only there for like an hour because it was, it was like twenty dollars an hour per person. Which it's was also like it's also really tiring. Like you know, yeah, you're jumping on trampolines. How long can you jump on a freaking trampoline? Yeah, I'm not fourteen anymore. Our, our, our friend got injured. He like sprained his ankle too. And I was like, man, this is well, the most dangerous trampoline. Before place. getting way into that. Yeah, you got to get into this this real sock scam they're running at the place. <laughs> so you have to be wearing these socks that have like a little bit of that grip on the bottom of it. They I made guess. no difference to how the trampoline thing No, not at all. all. A very small amount. There was nothing special about these socks. And I think you put them socks. on over top of your socks, which really gets rid of the, like, so now the they're just running, like they're just sliding over your socks, so they're not actually giving you a lot of grip at all. So you pay for the admission to the place, and you get, you, it, it, that comes with these pair of socks that you have to be wearing at all times for some kind of safety regulation. we had to pay for the socks, too. Not for the initial no, pair. I you had to pay for the initial pair. I don't think you did. Maybe you did, but I, I okay. don't think you did. But if you, if you lost them or damage them or whatever and you wanted to keep going you had to buy more socks for like four bucks or something like that Insane. another pair for one pair of <laughs> terrible socks that you socks. can't use anywhere but this place so they had this one like this this long run of trampoline uh, like one big trampoline one long big trampoline and at the end of it there was a pit of like sponge foam like different parts of sponge foam you just you just jump into it very similar to the taser tag pit of electricity actually. <laughs> yeah 
it's a fun idea. You jump into, the, you can jump as crazy and do all these f like weird flips, or whatever, and whatever not, you not do, worry about how you land because it's just this deep pit of of very soft foam, very soft soft pieces of foam. Uh, the thing about this foam, though, is it really grips to the socks and will pull them right off your feet without you even noticing. Because <laughs> I was really conscious of that. I was like, oh, I don't want to buy more socks. This this stupid thing. I'm gonna make sure I don't lose my socks. I, you know, jump into this pit or whatever. I come crawling out, not thinking anything of it. Because, like you said, they make, you're, you have to wear it over your regular socks. Man, that thing rips your socks right off, and you don't even fucking you don't even notice at all. <laughs> <laughs> big sock thing running at uh, big sock racket. Yeah, running big at sock the, racket running at the, at the extreme air park. So everybody's spraining their ankles. Yeah. You look over at the medic people at the at like the front staff, which is a bunch of sixteen. All of them teenagers. All of them teenagers. The whole fucking thing was run by teenagers. Making as much effort as they can to not notice that someone's <laughs> being injured. They're just you like our buddy got injured. He's sitting there like crying away or whatever. You <laughs> you see them at the end of the hallway. Their head leans into the hallway so they can see. Head leans right back yeah. to their desk where, where where they can't see you anymore. We saw so many people like sprain their ankle or wrist or like you know, some like girl fall down like crying and whatever. And the whole, I don't think I saw a single employee there that was older than seventeen. This whole thing, I, I there it is was shocking that this business was there up and is running. no way that those waivers cover that level of no. negligence. Like there is not a waiver on the planet that could it's, cover that. It's just funny that it's like this thing that is. There's going to be a lot of injuries in it's regards trampolines. to trampolines. Everybody gets with hurt on minimal supervision and no real like they say like yeah don't do any flips or whatever but then no one's watching you so all these people which are doing, I love like I'm not actually complaining that much sure. about the lack of supervision yeah that's fine it's a trampoline place <laughs> it's it's more on I mean if they weren't if they weren't uh, you know hosing us down for socks <laughs> and by the way water not a single water fountain in this entire <laughs> yeah. like athletic facility uh, and they can charge you five bucks for a bottle yeah, of there, water yeah there's just a, a big five dollar water vending machine insane like it, no nobody could be putting you over a barrel as obviously as this place it was just so blatant but it's just very comical that all of like the first aid attention is also being run by teenagers that not only don't care about their job, they all came across like the type of teenager, like that cliche teenager at a job who's just avoiding doing work so he can go to the back alley and smoke a cigarette with his friend as much as they possibly <laughs> can. Like they were actively avoiding doing any work whatsoever. It was very funny. It's really comical to look back at. <laughs> Yeah, that was, uh, that was. So I was just drinking water in the bathroom. So I had to keep running to the bathroom and like trying to get some tap water because, like, I mean, if you've ever been on a trampoline, you need some water real quick. It's yeah. like going to the gym and not having a water fountain. It was absolutely insane. I don't even know if that could be legal to not have a water fountain in an athletic facility. That's uh, whatever. So while we were watching this movie, um, Robin Hood, you leaned over to me and you were like. Aren't Robin Hood movies traditionally <laughs> a little more fun? I said, aren't they supposed to be fun? <laughs> and I remember being, I was like, ah, that's a pretty good insult. Like, against well, this I just think of Robin Hood, I think of, you think of that classic It's like, line. that's not what you were meaning, though. You, you, were, you, yeah, you, were, you were meaning to just be insulting. You were meaning to be like, oh, like more whimsical. Yeah, and, well, like, it's, it's funny because it's, yeah, it's a big dig on the movie. But uh, <laughs> it I, was I, such an innocent comment. It was, aren't these traditions well, supposed I just to be meant more to, fun? I did, that was when it hit me that they made a gritty reboot of Robin Hood. But I think of Robin Hood, I think of it being more whimsical. It's well, the, they have a Robin Hood with um, Russell Crowe that came out like four years ago, four or five yeah, years ago. I never saw it. 
that was long. kind of like gritty and serious already. Yeah, like, there was a big just, war scene like at like a. It beach. just seems like a mistake to me. I may, I, I guess a smarter director probably could do it, but none of them are. Like no, nobody's. Nobody with any integrity is like, oh, I really want a Robin Hood movie. Like, I love Robin Hood, man. Robin yeah, Hood. I, um, I just think of it as much. I think of that. Wasn't there like a cartoon where he was a fox? Oh, I don't know. That's like the Robin I just remember Hood the Kevin I Costner remember. one, which was awesome. It's got, um, who's the Hans Gruber, uh, who plays Hans Gruber or whatever from uh, like uh, Die Hard. You know, the villain. Oh, I don't remember his name. Um, yeah, anyways. Um, For whatever reason, I was thinking of Hans Christian Andersen. Like, oh, someone played him. What is that? <laughs> um, Alan Rickman. Yeah, uh, and he's okay. like, and he's and he's this really delightful. He plays the sheriff of Nottingham in the in the Kevin Costner one. And then there's the like I think the Mel Brooks Men in Tights that came after, it. and that's like an awesome parody of of the the Kevin Costner Robin. And so I actually have really fond memories of of seeing you know those are really good Robin. But I mean, movies. someone who would make a gritty reboot, like a gritty version of it. Why would you do that? To, I, I don't know, but that's what I meant by it. it's like aren't these supposed to be more fun? Like you. Think Think of him. I think of him shooting the arrow into a target, then shooting another arrow and splitting it down the middle and whatever, like that impossible thing to do. It's the gritty reboot of Snow White. <laughs> it's, like, it's the gritty reboot of. Didn't they do that with Charlize Theron? Oh yeah. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it you was say real it bad. As a too. joke. <laughs> um, They'll fucking do it. The point being is that I actually do. Yeah, I see Robin Hood as a as a really cool. I definitely that, see it as something, something that can. Fun yeah, with. you can definitely have a lot of fun with it. But there's just no fun in this movie. That was my point. It's just there's nothing fun about this movie. Do you remember that? It's too scene? serious. Do you remember Robin that Hood? scene in Men in Tights where they're like they're doing a staff fight on a little bridge? Like, I have not seen it. He, in get, so he gets long. his assistant John, who's who's um Jamie Foxx's name is John. <laughs> he's like this African guy. Well, wow, he has it's one of that that stupid joke a, where he's like, my name is some nonsense. And then and then uh, and then Robin Hood tries John. to say it, and he, yeah. and obviously he fails. As soon as he said, I go, Robin Hood's going to try to say his stupid name and fail. And then he goes, but you can call me John. Yeah, why didn't you just say John in the first place? You <laughs> knew he wasn't going to be able to pronounce it, you prick. Um, it was the most limp dick version of that joke I have <laughs> ever seen. <laughs> Um, yeah, it wasn't like a phoned-in version of the joke. It was like a Facebook messenger in that <laughs> joke, terrible. you know. Um, so uh, yeah, in, in Men in Tights, though, they so when he meets his his you know his best friend John or whatever, their adversary or series quickly or whatever, which is kind of how the myth goes. So they're both they both have these staffs and they're like they're doing like staff fighting, but then like he breaks his for the, they each break each other's staff in half at the same time. Uh -huh. So then they grab both eat their little half staffs yeah, and then okay, they're fighting yeah, yeah. and then the staffs keep breaking until they have basically like a little nunchuck side staff. Their fists are almost together and then they're like going crisscross and fighting each other back and forth with these stupid staffs. And it's just like this dumb physical joke or whatever. Yep. Um, definitely nothing funny like that in Robin Hood, even though they tried to put a few funny jokes in. And, oh. and Robin Hood's also, I think he's supposed to be kind of witty. Like he's supposed, you know, he's like, he annoys the sheriff of Nottingham and then he like makes jokes and yeah. like gets his goat. Yeah, that's what I mean. More whimsical. Yeah. I, I th this was, this was a very, that, that cliche, like, uh, cynical Hollywood. We don't give a fuck about what, like nobody involved cared about making a Robin Hood movie. And like, that's what it felt like anyway. It's just like, 
the the main dude, the guy from the Kingsmen, is like he he didn't like he doesn't fucking care. Like Jamie Fox was just playing Jamie Fox. Like and it's like nobody fucking <laughs> he occasionally like just started using an accent. The and director <laughs> like just it's just all over the place. Is this like a modern day war movie? And now it's like, it's like this yeah, it, gritty Iraqi thing and the horrors of war. But now it's like kind of whimsical. We'll throw in a couple like just it just really the whole movie gave a vibe. Nobody nobody involved gives a fuck at all. And that's a really cliche thing about Blackwest movies, but it really ranged true yeah, in this movie. I like to call this um, the hypocrisy of passion. And okay. uh, and I've talked to people like this. Like I have a friend of mine who does a bunch of FX like studio stuff, right? And she's doing makeup. So she's like, you know, I was talking to her about that altered carbon movie uh, show that like Netflix Blade Runner ripoff or whatever. Yeah. And she's, you know, really excited. She's like, Yeah, my studio's working on this, right? You know, we're making like doing all these like visual effects. Like she's making, you know, like the Stranger Things monster, like that type of like, like yes. you know, animatronic stuff. Like so she's just doing the mask. I was really excited telling me, I'm like, Oh yeah, and how's the movie? She's like, Oh, it's shit. Like <laughs> So it's just like, I mean, I don't, maybe hypocrisy isn't the right word, but there's like, it's like they're, I'm sure the animators in Robin Hood were excited to be animators, but but it's like they ultimately know that it's shit. Well, as much as what's as, it, what comes out at the end. As much as I always shit on CGI, uh, it's mostly it's misuse. And, and, and it's, yeah, it's over the animators over themselves. Because the thing fault. is, animation is so like tough and requires so much man hours and just technical like details to pull off something that looks somewhat good. Uh, the people that are getting involved in something like that, they're probably all passionate in it about it because they're probably it talented. Yeah. All, all talented and passionate because you have to be to dedicate the amount of time to get anything done with CGI. Cause it's so technical and yeah, demanding. It's, it's, it's all a hundred percent, just a matter of strategy. It's like, yes, we're going to have, uh, you know, a CGI guy talking to a real guy. Bad idea immediately. Yeah. Because you're going to notice that the CGI guy doesn't look as good as the real yeah. guy. Just don't do it. It's like, oh, well, we're going to have um, an, a war scene, but it's going to be in the dark and raining and the army is <laughs> going to be animated. No, this is actually a good idea because this is what they did in Lord of the Rings and it worked yeah. because like you don't, you can't really get a good look at the army because it's dark and it's raining and, yeah. and you don't need to get a good look at the army because you're looking at, you well, know, like that, you make these strategy decisions to make the CGI work. That's a common technique uh, that gets a, that gets done, executed poorly very often because there's a few scenes like that in this movie and you can't tell anything what's going on because they, they go too far with it. Like, they're trying to hide their technical limitations, but they're also trying to hide their poor action choreography at the same time. <laughs> so what they do is you have a scene that's really dark, it's really rainy, all the cameras are just zoomed into the max, and then they're shaking around like fucking crazy and also cutting as much as right, humanly possible. I can't even imagine adding 3D to no, this. No, no, like, yeah, there's no focus to any shot. And it's like, no, 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 well, so, but, but, you know. They're hiding like, their tech, and, there's and, two, there's so many limitations in everything they're doing yeah. that they're just hiding it all. And something like Lord of the Rings, you know, it's like the characters are going to be standing on the wall and talking, and in the background you can see the CGI army, but it's yeah. dark and raining, so it all looks perfectly fine and acceptable, even for 2002 animation it's like you know I mean I still think that animation looks better than what was in today with Robin Hood and it is like you know as, as much as animators and modelers they're all like really talented the tools you have today like it is not that hard to just be like oh I'm just going to download a CGI person and it already looks I'll just download some lighting shaders from some uh, open source website or whatever and like you can like I could pull together something like an image that looks half decent just by downloading like free open source uh you know, plugins and stuff that people yeah. are doing. So the technology's come really far. You don't have to do as much work to get something to look, 
you know, half decent. So really it like, it's starting to become more, more and more and more just about the right strategy. Right. And it's, a, it's the same thing with like the hide the monster thing in a horror movie. It's like, don't put the monster in plain view. You, not only do you take away from his presence, but it's like, well, he might not look that good, especially if yeah. he's animated, you know, just like, you know, well, he's also just not as threatening when he's always around because the audience, you get used to the monster. You know well, I mean? beyond that, it's like usually the monster is supposed to be representative of some uh, unknown fear that yeah. you can't, in your own life, that you can't totally grasp onto. So if you can just look him in the face for 10 minutes straight, kind of takes away from like the relation to the, yeah. you know, the metaphorical relation. So. Speaking of technical limitations, do you remember how great Jamie Foxx's accent was throughout <laughs> this entire movie? I remember how great a lot of the accents <laughs> were in this movie. Forget everything you know about accents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. I, I, I don't even know how to count the amount of accents. We had like guys with Irish accents. We had guys with American accents. We had yeah. guys with like African accents. Jamie Foxx's in and out African accent. Yeah, like he sometimes start- I, at first when they introduced the character, uh, it was in Arabia. And, and he'd be like, what you talking about, man? <laughs> like he'd just have <laughs> like a, a modern yeah, it was like very American. dude accent. Like very a, American. But then the next scene you see him in back in Nottingham, he's got this. I from Wakanda. Yes. <laughs> this <laughs> obnoxiously African accent. <laughs> and he just picked and chose when he wanted to use those in accents. And out. It was, it was, again, this was not just a phoned in performance. This was a, this was an I am <laughs> performance. This was uh you know, what was that really old messenger that everyone would go ICQ. on? ICQ. Yeah. yeah, this was ICQ'd in. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there was just, I was trying to, because here's the thing. Like we said before, they do this whole thing about, forget what you know about history. That's not important. Forget what you know about these land demographics. That's not important. Forget, forget what, what you know, you know about, about the pluralism <laughs> of medieval society. This, what, this society was more pluralistic than like modern Canadian society. They do that so much. And I was trying, like, I, to the point where I didn't know where the movie took place. Took, I had no idea. Because I thought it was in Arabia because they were there at first. And then I thought it, it, jumps- we weren't supposed to know. That's why they said forget everything you know about oh, your, fuck, uh, know. what it means to live. But then, but they say Nottingham a lot, so that's a place. But so then I'm watching this. Is Nottingham a real place? I thought it was yeah, just I think a fictional so. no, place. I think it's, uh, maybe, oh, maybe, I don't know. Uh, uh, it's probably real. But then, so the lead dude's got a British accent. His girlfriend, who kind of looks Middle It's real. Who kind of so looks, England. like his girlfriend who kind of <laughs> looks, looks Middle Eastern on the lighter side, but she has an American accent. And then Jamie Foxx is in and out of an African accent. And then all of a sudden, this guy walks up and he's just, ah, top of the morning to you. And it's just like, what is fucking going on? There's that so many guy's accents Irish accent going on. I, I was so funny. I, I was joking yesterday. I thought it would be really funny if we got the guy from District 9 with that New Zealand accent. Or, well, that's, or, just, that's actually a South African accent. Uh, yeah, that's South African. They're very similar. They are very similar. Yeah, they if are we had somebody similar. with that South African accent, like that guy actually probably would have been a better villain. Like, he looked like he, one of the main villains. Yeah, he, the, the, the Irish guy, he, he looked the same or whatever. It, it, it's really like the director actors would come up to the director and be like, well, how do you want how do you want me to vocalize this scene? He's like, eh, do whatever the fuck you want. Get out of my way. I'm smoking a cigarette. Like he doesn't fucking care. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, it, like everyone was just off the chain with their accents, just everywhere. No consistency. Even most people would have a very similar accent in this. So the thing that they depiction missed, of medieval London. The thing I think they missed out on, what what they missed out on in this movie was again, like I think because they were just trying to have a fun movie. Not every movie's got to be a work of art, you know. Yeah. Um, they just really needed to. I, I mean, this is our suggestion for most of these bad movies. It's just because it, it, it up. I'm going to say it <laughs> that applies 
to ninety seven percent of blockbusters. <laughs> yeah, just, just I don't want that in up. every movie, but I, on most blockbusters where it's just yeah, let's have some fun, then sh- then then schlock it up. Yeah, and there was a scene where they 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 got close to doing this, which was the toll the toll bridge scene or the 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 uh, just the toll booth scene or whatever. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah, so yeah. Uh, Robin Hood, he's like, okay, I'm gonna steal from the rich and do the poor, and I'm gonna go on my first mission. Uh-huh. So um so he's like, oh well, why don't we rob this toll thing where they've been collecting people's taxes? And yeah. There's a bunch of guards, so we'll kill the guards. Yeah, you wanna you yeah. wanna cross this place, you gotta pay the toll. To you gotta pay the toll. Very, very typical. So, so they go to the toll bridge and it's just a bunch of guards like strangling these the elderly <laughs> and disabled. Punching them in the stomach, <laughs> yeah. Punching them in the stomach, <laughs> stuffing them into lockers. Give me all your all your money, old man. Yeah. And it's like they were probably like you couldn't just search their pockets, like they're old and defenseless. Like it's just hilarious. And like that's what they needed to have, like the sheriff of Nottingham. He just needed to yeah. Because they didn't really show them abusing the peasants very much, like just at the toll bridge, really. Now that I, or the yeah, toll like, place, like they, there was now this, that I think about this it. whole narrative of the peasants being like they've taken our land and they've done all this and blah blah blah. Yeah, it's it like, didn't show any squalor of any kind that like their turmoil that they that the poor were in. They actually seemed to be doing pretty good. Yeah, for like poor, for medieval poor. All the standards. poor people just lived in that foundry, <laughs> like yeah. like like in you know with a bunch of like black suit and stuff. And I was like, oh, it sounds like they've got a way to make some real money here. Yeah, it's like there was no. Sense of like disease or like like homelessness or like like a river of shit flowing down the streets. Like it really didn't seem like when you think bring me- out your dad. When you think <laughs> yeah. of poor medieval, like you, like that's pretty bad. Like that's a cruel time period to live in. It actually looked like oh they have like a little marketplace and a community here. It did like, not it's really seem like severe well. conditions. Other at than all. this one toll bridge section, <laughs> other than the toll just bridge, just avoid the toll bridge. <laughs> yeah. and everything's generally not so bad. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So like they just needed to have like the sheriff like dunking people in like the water and drowning them and stuff and just yeah. doing all sorts of like really mischievous stuff or I, I don't know what like but it just didn't seem like even that bad of a place to live. It basically looked like a modern place. It was <laughs> it was very bizarre. Like they just everyone's got cl- you know like his uh, his wife who's living in squalor now that she's been kicked out and she's like campaigning for the peasants and defying them. She's just got like a nice dress on and like a, you know a yeah nice, she's uh, running a, a successful little. Street business, street vendor business. Yeah, it seems to right. be seems to be making some money. Yeah, or she whatever. had a nice dress and was at the fancy parties, but she was living in the poor community as well too. She's got like well, a nice, lots of makeup on all the time, like just looking looking yeah. fine in Arabian <laughs> or whatever. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I'd really like to see some more some more fancy toll bridges that the sheriff's got. You know, he's got guys like he's like stretching their arms and legs yeah, out so and stuff and torturing people. That's and, really the thing. They're afraid. To have fun with it, common criticism from us nowadays. But they were also, they're doing this dark, gritty thing, but they're also afraid to go too far into that because you're not seeing, like, oh my God, like, look how fucking, like, this, this, this poor medieval streets that people are living in and, like, disease all over their face and shit. None of that. It's not going, it's not going in any direction. It's just standing there like that. That's this movie. So, one thing that was really fun um, was at the end, basically, the last main battle scene was like, okay, we're going to rob. Uh, the church, you know, because so the church was like so the basic- most corrupt church you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty. That was actually pretty awesome. Like, yeah. So the the sheriff is like, you know, the church was really big back in the medieval times. The sheriff's getting all his money from the church, and like. 
you've basically got guys with pedophile just stamped on their forehead. <laughs> like just these these bald guys. They look like the spider from Game of Thrones, just yeah. like with their crafty ways and oh yes, we're gonna we're gonna use God to manipulate these people. This is where I was kind of making a loose connection to Sam Harris here, because they all the church guys were basically Sam Harris, just campaigning against God in the name or whatever Sam Harris's caricature of what the church is, like is what these guys are. Well there's there's two things I think <laughs> when I when I see this. Again they're afraid to have any kind of commentary on on church or religion. This movie's not going to touch on that because it's a big blockbuster movie. They don't want to offend anyone. Uh, but they kind of was like a commentary on it because it was like the church is literally, so, the, literally the devil runs the but church. But that ties into my other thing is if you're going to do like a, criter- a, a criticism on Christianity, yeah, real brave of you to criticize uh, the, the, crusade. the crusade era Christians, oh, they're going to like move over Sam Harris. <laughs> Robin Hood 2018's got yeah. the new hot take. Like, yeah, how, <laughs> On the crusade. How brave to say that there were some bad things that the Christians did during the crusade. But again, they didn't really do much bad. Like he talks about, I think Sheriff of Nottingham shows, like he talked about being like molested by the church guys or whatever, which, you know, that that's yeah. a, that was actually probably the harshest scene was him just talking about being being molested or whatever. Um, but they, other than that, they didn't really show the church doing anything bad. They just had these backdoor expositions. They just had all the money. That's they, really the only thing that they showed. Yeah, and they'd be like, Sheriff, you better get in line or we're going to take away our church money. God bless America. It just sounded like Monsanto and Enron having like secret evil backroom meetings. And then at the end, they would quickly be like, oh, and God is here too. Like, like it, it really had nothing <laughs> yeah. to do with anything at all. It was, it was, it was, the yeah the 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 head of the the clergy were so obviously cynical and didn't believe in yeah. God at all it was it was it was quite funny like they were they were pretty cartoonish villains but they their plans Not were enough. their plans were they didn't have any plans like it this it was very mm. much like Ocean's Eight where it was like oh we we got to steal this and you mean the Lady Ocean's yeah 11. The, the Lady Ocean's Eleven we got to steal these jewels uh, and it's like what obstacles will get in our way well we had this magnet for thirty seconds and uh, <laughs> that's about it and it's like there's no plans no from the other side like the villains aren't planning something that they're gonna do to really they're like Robin Hood starts stealing stuff and then the Sheriff of Nottingham's like well we better get this Robin Hood guy <laughs> and then and then they uh, and then Robin Hood pulls off one last heist and uh and well, then but, it's like well they got him <laughs> well also Jamie Foxx's plan didn't really make any like his, he was the one in this movie that came up with the whole plan we're going to we're going to hit the rich in their pocketbooks or get them at the banks or whatever we're going to start stealing from the rich but but then like Robin Hood starts kind of doing his own thing and giving it to the poor uh in one scene and then I remember thinking oh is that's going to fuck with Jamie Foxx's plan but then I thought what the hell was Jamie Foxx's plan? It was just to steal from the rich, and then what? Because they're not stealing yeah, enough. Yeah, because he's like, like we got to hit like them where they hurt. They're stealing a couple bags of gold at a time. It's a lot of money in that time, but we're talking about an entire medieval empire. You're going to have to steal more than like a couple bags in a week Well, that was their final plan. Like, they, had, they had that giant cart where the church was rolling through and I think bringing all their money with them or something. All the money all the, money the church bank. had. Yeah, that wasn't they were clear bringing, either. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't clear at all. So, um, so they had this scene in this very long, you know, like 500-meter courtyard with walls and um where all the you know all the villagers and peasants come with pitchforks and stuff and um you know they're gonna they're gonna rob the 
rob the cart. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had kind of a clever thing where Robin Hood like makes a bomb under the ground and it, it you know creates a sinkhole that envelops the cart so that they can steal it underground, which is a cool idea, except they didn't have, seem to have a plan after that. So everybody, well, that, just, that. all the bad guys just jumped down the hole and fought him. <laughs> and it was like, okay, well, it doesn't really help that you created this sinkhole at all, actually. That scene falls apart. That's where the movie, like the ending really falls apart in a weird way where it's like, how does something where nobody has any plan that's cohesive or makes sense to the audience, how does that then fall apart? How does something fall apart when there's no clear plan or logic to what's going on There's at no all? goal, really, but... Uh, yeah, uh, like that's when... Uh, very suddenly at the end, they throw in that Robin Hood has some. Very suddenly, there's no hint of this at all throughout the entire movie. He has like PTSD all of a sudden from the war because he's seen the two, he's seen the rich and the poor fight each other, and then he shows flashbacks of when he was in the Crusades. None of that. There's no, he's been killing, he's killed like a thousand guards at this point and <laughs> stolen money. People just doing their jobs too. He's, Probably not necessarily yeah. bad guys. These, they're just these guards. guards. It's like, I know people who are police. They're not high up in the philosophy of what they're, what's going on in like the empire and the feudal system. They're just they're trying just to keep guards. order or something. Yeah. <laughs> And then, yeah, so he comes to this moral dilemma. He's like, every, it's funny because I said this like a minute before as a <laughs> yeah. joke. Like, yeah, yeah. everybody, stop the violence. I'll give myself up. Yeah. And, like, and he's got no plan to deal with that. Like, you know, now he's just going to be tortured to death or something. But like it, that. there was no logic as to why he did. I just kept watching him thinking, dude, you've killed like a thousand people for money so, so far. And now all of a sudden, money. <laughs> now all of a sudden, when like another hundred are going to die, you're suddenly like, no. Oh, no. The, the, the no, war. Every, stop, stop the fighting. Yes. <laughs> I was so hoping. There was a second, like a, like maybe a half a second where I thought during that it was going to go quiet all of a sudden. And then everyone was We're just going to start laughing. Hugging, no, no. Just start hugging each other like, uh, like it worked. Like it just stopped this raging mob with like two sides fighting each other. A, it's ridiculous that they would even hear him. You have all these people with like swords and shit clanking into each other, and he just stops and says, "No, stop fighting, everyone." They would nobody would fucking hear that in the middle of a riot, basically. <laughs> they wouldn't do anything. So Jamie Fox did has a hilarious body modification in this. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, so before we get to that, why don't we get to our baby boomers, our shit of the week? So. Uh, today I'm going to start us off. Usually we do a baby boomer and go to the weather network. I'm going to start with our weathernetwork.com yep. comment. So if you guys remember, weathernetwork.com is a gold haven for for obscure, just ob- like confused baby boomers. It is baby boomers meet on weathernetwork.com to chat with each other about their lives. Yeah, in it's the their comment it's, it's section. their central hub. It's their central hub where they in, in the comment section they just. They just love to talk to each other. So everydayweathernetwork.com has a terrible lame quiz uh, where they'll, they'll ask like a four-question, multiple-choice question. Like they'll say, oh, what, what color is the black box uh, on an airplane? And then it'll be like, option one, red. Option two, orange. Option three, uh-huh. black. And then people vote on it. And for some reason, they just start commenting underneath. There's a comment section. I have no idea why. So um, the question we have here today was... Christmas is in 25 days. What's on your wish list? <laughs> I saw this. And there's first off, there's a multiple choice for that, which I thought was a very weird thing. Yeah, were, it can only be five yeah. things. <laughs> Option one, lots and lots of snow, all in caps. Option two, new cell phone or electronics. Yeah. 
<laughs> Another very bizarre one. Option three, clothes. Okay, that's a that's a common choice. Option four, household items. Mm-hmm. Option five, world world peace. peace. <laughs> really takes a turn there. <laughs> Option six, other. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, today's what do we got? Some baby boomers. Pretty one sided. They saw world peace, but they didn't give any option for the people like me who just want chaos and disorder. Yeah. It was very, well, you choose other for. I guess that's true. Well, the, well, uh, the first pretty one sided though. <laughs> the first guy says. Whoever didn't choose world peace is selfish. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't check off world peace on the weathernetwork.com quiz, you're a selfish person. Uh, another top level it's, con. Before you go on, <laughs> it's such a stupid. All I want for Christmas this year is world peace. What the fuck does that even mean? How are you? Like, what is world peace? Like, what? Do you have any idea how complicated like human history was and just human relations? Just human relations. Like, it's, it's like insane. just talk to anybody and immediately you don't have world peace. Just and then add seven billion to and that. Then add seven billion people. Like the idea. Like. I don't know what people mean by it. Like, do they just mean no more wars? Like, well, is that enough peace, or is there like another level of world? Like, uh, like. Well, but then, so what? Yeah, what does that mean? You just want to end all wars all of a sudden? But there's like people fighting each other for land, and like poor people fighting for land and more rights and whatnot. You want to just end that so they're just stuck in their enslaved system. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody just be, just be happy with what you've got. And it's like you have like this political system where you have like people on the left and people on the right, and they. They keep pulling each other back and right, which is good because you don't actually want a society that's too left or yeah, too right yeah, yeah, because yeah. otherwise it'll become tyrannical. All right, calm down, so it's Jordan like, Peterson. Um, yeah, so it's like, well, and that's a good thing. That means things are working and functioning. And it's like, well, no, 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 we don't want that. It's, stop fighting each other. Yeah. Be more peaceful. And it's like, well, you need a little bit of fighting and like some some – what is – so is – I mean, maybe we're just being like autistic it's, here and just taking it to the extreme yeah. and being like, oh, every human gets along with every human. But usually world peace, you know, they've got, you know, people holding hands and it goes around the globe, you know, that sort of thing. Like, uh, well, also, so this, 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 but this person commenting on weathernotwork.com, like, oh, you people who chose a, a new phone or electronics. So what are you? Ex- you're not accept. I take it you're not accepting gifts for Christmas. Then you fucking hypocritical piece of shit. Like what are you donut? Are you doing a bunch of donation work? Probably not. Maybe I'm wrong, and I'm criticizing the one guy who's just like the most altruistic charitable dude doing just taking in nothing for Christmas. Chances are you, you've bought your kid like an iPhone, and you're getting a new like fancy. Whatever. You're you're doing all these things. You just didn't check off world peace on weathernetwork.com. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, just. Been of a side note, yeah, we good. had a uh, we have a mutual friend on Facebook. And I remember a couple years ago, uh, on f- he he had some post on his birthday saying it's like you know what I don't want and like the only I don't really want any gifts. I don't have too much expectations, whatever. But the one the only thing I really want for my birthday is world peace. It's like, that's such a bizarre. The only thing I want is world peace. Don't give me little trinkets or whatever. I want you to go out of the way to obtain world peace. What is that? The only thing I want is world peace. That's a pretty big ask for it's, your birthday. It's just virtue signaling. It's completely it's, virtue it's, signaling. Like. Uh, and but baby boomers have no idea that they're doing it because they're just they're completely yeah, unfamiliar with any nuance of anything. <laughs> and um, just, they're completely unfamiliar yeah, with nuance. Yeah, this uh, Jay Estabrooks comments. 
uh, this is really similar to what we were talking about. I told friends and family several years ago that I would not be giving presents for Christmas and that I did not want any. Have you ever met anybody like this? No gifts? Yeah, I um, do that, but I don't. I, I, I give no a big chunk, stink about it. I give a chunk of money to charity and urged <laughs> them to do the same. Yeah. Cards are okay and perhaps a jar of homemade jam. Uh, or even pet sitting or babysitting, but nothing from so the store. So you do want things then. <laughs> like, like, those aren't presents. Nothing from a store. Christmas has become a greed fest, which is really sad. But uh, only give me things that I might be interested in, like <laughs> like babysitting, which is notoriously expensive. Like your fucking time. <laughs> yeah. That you should, that normally you would pay someone for, so it does have a monetary value. It's like, yeah, I would rather give you some money than my time, you dumb bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, Here's another one I got here. Uh, I chose other because world peace definitely isn't possible if we can't stop the petty bickering in the Weather Network comment <laughs> section. Wow, so that on, person was surprised. That's pretty on point. That was clearly not a baby boomer. That's a lot more uh, cognizance than you'd expect out of weathernetwork.com. I got a real boomer comment here. I voted other. It'd be nice to have our cross-country skis. We lost the others in a fire years ago, already <laughs> rambling into a random story in a, in a, in a house fire years ago. But I certainly wanna, wouldn't want to waste a wish on them. As long as our friends, neighbors, and relatives are safe and well throughout this coming season of snow and ice, we'll be happy. We come this way but once. Make the best of it. TTYL, happy face. <laughs> As long as everybody I know doesn't, as nobody I know d gets injured or dies in some way, just a much bigger wish than some skis. <laughs> like, it's, like, as long as we can stave off uh, mortality forever, yep. uh, you know, then I'll be happy. That's all I want. That's all I want. <laughs> I was just going to wish for world peace. And then I remembered who's in the White House. Oh, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> uh, and I love, I loved this. Uh, he says, my real wish isn't on the list. Um, and then this Murray comments to this lady, your kiss is on my list. It's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, what a weird, like, you're like flirting on weathernetwork.com. I don't know. Maybe Murray knows her in real life and is like dating her or something, but it was... That was I don't. Bizarre. I, I kind of doubt it. These fucking boomers, like. So, most typically, uh, the Weather Network comment section is just flooded with just the lamest wisecracks that you've ever heard. Like just related to the questions, like well, it seems like Christmas whatever. seems to get rid of a lot of the wisecracks and brings in a lot of just general virtue signaling and well wishing from from boomers. Because yeah. I, I went through like a few questions to look for some wisecracks, and there was just way less of them in compared to usual. So the Christmas season, another thing I hate about the Christmas season, just the least funny season ever. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it's a good thing because this week, my baby boomers of shit of the week. Uh, is boomer humor. The, wow. <laughs> That's basically the theme of the whole segment forever. Uh, maybe. Or at least the weathernetwork.com segment. It's always... This is getting meta. It's always the tamest, uh, most toothless humor you can possibly imagine. It's puns that like aren't fun or just cringe jokes that have the opposite effect of making you laugh. They make you like less laugh. <laughs> 
<laughs> make you go into a negative laughter. It's yeah. like it's like having a semi chub, and someone says something that like just even gets you down, even to no no boner whatsoever. Now, as well as being prominent on weathernetwork.com comment section, these is, if you have any boomer on Facebook, they're very prominent of, sh- of sharing crappy little memes that have the dumbest jokes, and I have a collection of. A few of them from some of the boomers, or maybe just one boomer on my uh, Facebook. <laughs> Murray, your kiss is on my list. So here's here's a boomer. Here's a great boomer joke for you. Someone posted they had just baked synonym bums. <laughs> I replied, "You mean just like the ones grandma used to make?" Oh, it's so bad. Like, you see what I'm saying? It's like I almost hate saying this on the podcast because it has the opposite effect <laughs> I of hate comedy. Just the words lead my leave my mouth ever in any context. <laughs> Here's another uh, meme boomer meme for you. Do you want to start free yoga class? Start by bending over and picking up your dog shit. Known as the downward dog position. What the fuck is that? Because downward dog is like a popular yoga. Phrase. No, I know it's a popular yoga, but I, I, I fully know what that is, but I just don't know what he means by that. He's saying that that means pick up your dog's droppings. That's the downward dog position. <laughs> that's that is negative funny. Like that's a <laughs> yeah, it has the that's, opposite. That's effect. an invert penis sort of thing. Like that's, it's like somebody's so ugly, your penis sucks up into your body. This is what makes boomer humor so bad. It has the exact opposite effect of comedy. It makes you miserable. Like it's just <laughs> an immediate. Actually, I was just thinking about what I was saying about this penis inversion. But it's like someone who's really ugly wouldn't do that. Like somebody would have to do something that's so repulsive that that would happen. You know? Yeah. Like it's like that's what this is because it's it's not just neutral you're right it's it's oh god that was that joke was so awful i have to like scrub my (laughs) brains out for this oh police have reported a man going into local craft stores dipping his testicles in glitter it's pretty nuts like pretty nuts you know (laughs) it's so bad I want to cry. I can't. <laughs> this is this is the worst shit I've it's ever terrible. heard in my entire life. If this life. doesn't make you hate, like I, I mean, if anyone's still listening, I gotta imagine there's a real, there's gonna be a real shut off spike at this point in the podcast. Like there, there's something about what you're saying here though, because like I'm. I'm totally fine with like a dumb corny joke. Obviously, like you know, well, my puns, opening mall puns—they're these nudge, nudge, you know, wink, wink. This is so bad, you know, it's kind of funny. But this is beyond that. This is way there's, beyond there's, it. There's two proper ways to do a pun. One is like a wink, wink. Like it's ironic. Like what you're saying. It's ironic. Like because it's like this is so bad that it's funny. Like yeah. I know what I'm doing is intentionally bad. Or like a pun that's just a really clever wordplay. Like yeah. that can be good too. I don't have any examples because I'm not way into this stupid shit. But these are like, yeah, they have the opposite effect. It's it's almost like a cringy joke, but worse. And boomers love them. Dude, it's, it's there is a real sweet spot for something being this bad. Like this is a Tommy <laughs> Wiseau, the room sort of bad uh, thing. Like, cause it's like, it's, cl- it's, it, it, it's a tiny bit clever, right? But it's like, it's so contrived that it means that there's nothing going on in it. Like, yeah. like it's like, it's pretty nuts. It's like, it's like someone saying a double entendre, but like it only works one way and it doesn't work <laughs> the other way, you know? And it's like, well, how, how, it doesn't work the other, like that was only one meaning. Well, here's it, one more for you. This is not a pun, this one, but it's strange how eight glasses of water a day seems impossible, but eight beers seems pretty damn easy. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> they're just like worshiping like Boomer her- their own desire to... Uh. Boomer humor makes you wish you were dead. 
Yeah, that's it, that, that's, that's a great, that's a great description. It's the worst form of humor <laughs> possible. Oh man, this is yeah, this is probably your most on point boomer <laughs> shit ever because this is like <laughs> it was very last minute. Too. I feel just I feel awful right now. Just, yeah, just listening to even just a few of those jokes like this is. Boomer, very similar to finishing Robin Bo- Hood. Boomer humor is the Robin Hood 2018 <laughs> yes. of humor. Yes. Um, if that oh doesn't make God. you, th- if that doesn't make you think boomers are shit, I don't know what will. That's my most convincing case yet. I just want to be very clear, though. This is not just dad jokes. And no, dad is, jokes can be fun. Yeah, dad jokes are a little bit fun. Because the, they usually have that clever aspect that I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, a little bit clever, and they usually have that, like, your dad, you know, is... He's happy to be annoying. That's you. the other. I was just you about know? to say the intention is to be a bit annoying. You. It's like I, you know, I had to raise you for eighteen years, and now now is my time now to shine. My I'm time to crap shine. Out of you with these jokes that I know aren't very good. Yeah, this, this is much different from that because this is this is stuff they legit like they unironically enjoy. So I promised something about Jamie Fox. Okay. After this, after the boomer break here. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jamie Fox. Uh, Kind of, he gets his hand cut off oh, right yes, at the beginning yes, of the yes. movie, right? And uh, that's it. Does who cares why? Uh, he was, but, he's, he, but he's only got one hand, so he's he was a very, very talented and and uh, yeah, just talented soldier and great at fighting. And no and, more hand can't be a huge soldier, so no. he can't just go in and be a duo with Robin Hood. He's more of this advisor, a mentor, guru, mentor guy to him. Um, so during their training montage, he gets this like iron nub for, for his arm like it's a glove but it's like but he has no hands so it's just a nub right like there's not five fingers on it and he like he heats it up to like molten like you know red yeah, hot, red but doesn't hot just, he just like heats it up in boiling water no no he Wasn't like it? he had like a forge and he like it was a bit yeah, red was like it was yeah, very okay, hot okay, yeah, and yeah. then like sticks his hand into it his stub his, his stub, stub his into it hand. and then like slams it into the water to like cool it down like and it's like I th- I don't know what the fuck they're going for with this. Like, like you think There's that they're going for this thing where... This. In a scene, what, what you're depicting happens in about... It happens in the middle of a montage, and it's like a fraction of a second. So, yeah, it's like a three-second little clip. Like, if like that. Multiple shots Very, yeah. showing the same thing for two seconds, three Very seconds. Very quick, but it immediately, your mind races to the... The bizarreness and the the illogicalness. Yeah, immediately, like your eyebrows go up and your upper eyelids get a little bit more open as well. Even though you're like your 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 eyes are just as open, and you're like, "What the fuck did I just see?" Because they're kind of filming it as if Jamie Foxx has been wounded and they're cauterizing the wound, and it's like, "Oh God, I gotta cauterize this." But it seems like what they're trying to do is like meld the metal to his skin. But also, like, like it's, it's been part a, of him now. It's been a long period of time since he got his hands yeah, cut off. Totally so clearly, it's clearly now. it's healed. He was fortunate enough in the medieval world to have it heal properly. Yeah, like like so, it's kind of like oh, it's Bruce Campbell in Army of Darkness getting his chainsaw. Almost like, like it's almost it's like, like, like that. a really crappy version of that. It's like a really crappy version of that, and it's like okay, so now. You have this glove on, but it's like, why didn't you just wear the glove? Like, why'd you have to meld it to your <laughs> you skin? To to and it's like, skin. now you're just going to get a bunch of infections and you're going to have to cut your whole arm off. I was about to say, do you know how just, just dangerous, what a dangerous period like, it was Like, cauterizing your in. wounds is already pretty dangerous. You get like, an infection in the medieval set, you're done. 
Like I gotta imagine the life expectancy Dude, you get of that was well in under like the nineteen hundreds in your like it's <laughs> yeah. like penicillin wasn't invented till the fifties or sixties. Like and like infection has been a real big problem for a real long time. And people with burns are very susceptible to infection. Yeah, I don't even know how they keep take care of it. I guess you have to pee on them all every day. You're just pissing all over these full body <laughs> well, you're, burn. You're supposed to be in a hospital for the entire duration of the 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 burn healing. Like you can't just be out and about. Oh god. Especially in, in yeah, in medieval not Nottingham, London, wherever, like there's going to be so much disease and shit in the air. What an awful world this has been forever. <laughs> like just, just for so long. Um, <laughs> so I've, I've been running into people with this, this kind of argument going on. And, and yet this is definitely a side, side sure. note here, sidebar, um, where people, they talk about like going to space as a big waste of money. Uh -huh. And like they talk about exploration as this huge waste of money. They're like, we have enough problems down here on Earth that what do we need to be doing, spending all this money going out into space? I might be somewhat of one of those people. <laughs> okay, well, you know, maybe, well, you tell me what, what you're thinking because uh, it's just a waste of tax money, basically. Okay, so it's, 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 it's spending tax money like my tax money on something that I am not going to get any kind of benefit from because I think getting uh, another safe place for us to live when earth is no longer habitable isn't something I'm going to, I'm, I'm, this is a very, a very, by the way, I am acknowledging it's a very selfish take to have. <laughs> uh, it's just, I'm not going to benefit from it. And yeah, I don't know. it's not, not about like, we got to solve our own problems. You're never going to solve all the problems in the world. Like I understand. Right, well, we should be argument, focusing. But. If we're going to be focusing on anything, we should be focusing on these problems. I, I have less of a thing about that. It's just, it's just I feel. I, I mean, I guess so. It's, I'm well, not, if you're saying it's a waste, you're implying that it would be better uh, yeah, I guess so. elsewhere. Um, you're not going to invent like some cure for hunger just being like, hey, let's get, well, let's get a hunger cure or something. You're gonna yeah. be trying to go to space, and then you're gonna be like, well, we need to work out how these gamma rays work. Uh, oh, we just figured what we can turn wood into food, like. Like you come up with something like a microwave. It's like we were trying to invent microwaves for household things so that people could spend like, you know, billions less hours cooking and then just whip that in there. And we did it. No, we were like working on space shit. And then the guy working with the radio technology, his chocolate uh, bar in his pocket, I mean, in his are... pocket melted. And he's like, oh, this shit could cook food. And then we had microwaves. It's like you're going to come up with these amazing inventions when you're trying to do something. Same with penicillin. Not necessarily, yes, but not always. Well, for for a, a there's lot lots of, there's lots of other innovation that comes from than we other than NASA. We I know NASA's done a bunch of stuff like Velcro and vacuums, and everyone the, the, goes the crazy is, for that. Well, those are like gimmicks, you know, Velcro yeah. and pens yeah. that can write but, in space. Well, it's and funny dumb what you're talking about. Like, you're arguing something a bit uh, with a bit more sophistication. I'll give right. you that. But a lot of the times, it's like, well, we wouldn't have Velcro, or that's the ones are <laughs> Velcro or yeah. vacuums. Yeah, it's like, okay, no. someone, someone. I don't know if it would be the exact same, but eventually, someone would have come around and invented something to clean carpets. For God's yeah. sake, that's a stupid. Example. <laughs> if this is your argument. Yeah, it's we bad. wouldn't have Roombas if we <laughs> yeah. didn't have NASA. Um, yeah, and I know that there's always dumb things that come from it, but it's like when you have like this very strict, it's like, okay, we have to solve these problems. Like, I agree with incremental progress, but when you're do when we're talking like we're talking about space it's literally the prover it's the proverbial unknown of mankind like the transcendent mankind that leads men to look up and and come up with things that they just never could have come 
if they were look come up with if they were looking down, right? It's like it's people with a freaking Higgs boson machine or whatever the hell just smashing particles into it. It's like what a waste of money. You're just smashing particles into things. It's like yeah, but we're like trying to uncover the the fundamental nature of reality sure. so we can manipulate it. And it's like that is just not gonna look profitable until it is. So it's, my. I see the value in all of these things that you're talking about. Uh, I just, I'm not going to say I necessarily have a better solution because I don't. I'm not that educated of a person. Uh, but it's like, it just brings me back to a, a really uh, simple question of like, what is the role of the government? Is this the government's role or is it more just a general protection of its people and its rights? Space exploration, it's, I don't well, know. Well, I think the government should fund it. Like I, I'm not, I'm not saying the government should be like, well, here's our government, you know, bureaucratic, you know, like I think them giving money to NASA or whatever, Elon Musk or whatever. It's like, okay, you guys got this passion for doing this. It benefits everybody because, like, you know, everything. Like, I, know, was, I have mixed feelings. There was on a it. ton of like technological advancement during you know the '60s when we had this competition and this space race to be the first country on the moon. Sure. And, like That was a really great time for all this stuff. And it's like, even though it was all fake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even even the <laughs> idiot. Though, yeah, it was and all uh, these innovations in the cameras they used to film in the studio on the moon. Awesome, yeah. great innovation. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure there's like camera innovation stuff, and it's like we got like Hubble space telescopes so that we can see like further into things. And it's like, what a waste of time it's just in space until like that electron microscope technology is used to like read human blood cells and now we can see where your fucking cancer is you idiot like it's like there's there's just because when you're just trying to do something purely to solve the problem a lot of times you just don't get to the underlying nature of reality. You're like, okay, well, uh, we need to heat these things up. So let's find, we know fire heats things up. So let's find a ways to make fire hotter and quicker. And it's like, you get kind of, you know, it's like, yeah, but what about, you wouldn't think to use radio waves to heat shit up. Like you just would never think of that. And, and like, yeah, like I said, like penicillin is like this complete accident invention that just, you know, there's just so many things that come along with this that you bring them down to earth and it's like, oh, well, this is great. But we wouldn't have come up with it if we weren't thinking that way. We weren't thinking but this I think transcendent, so. like, going somewhere. Yeah, I, I, again, it, it comes down to me to the question of whether is that the role of the government? The thing, so there's a, there's a popular phrase, you may have heard, uh, necessity is the mother of invention. Sure. It's like when you need things, people will be inspired to to fix to nat just naturally people will be inspired to I mean that, to be honest that's kind of it. what I'm talking about is that when you need but to But why get to does that have to come from government spending? That's, I mean, I, I don't mean, know that's, that's kind of where I think the issue becomes more be nuanced. Because typically private investors don't make 50-year investments without any return. And then all of a sudden, all of society has changed because they invented penicillin. It's like, it's very hard to get private investors to say, listen, we don't know when the return is going to be. We just know that we should invest into exploring the unknown. That's a fucking yeah. hard sell when you first brought, When market. you first brought this up, that's why I'm saying, it's like, I'm kind of one of those guys. I understand what you're saying, but... It but seems it seems not totally clear cut, but yeah, that, that's basically the only thing I would argue. I know it doesn't make great for a heated podcast, or anything, <laughs> but it, it feels more nuanced than because there's a lot of people. It's like, oh, we should be throwing billions and billions of dollars. I at totally NASA. agree. Like, ah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, like yeah. So we can I, get Velcro and vacuums. 
Yeah, I don't know why people always got to talk about felt. <laughs> I mean, vacuums is like important though. Like, you're someone would have come up with something to clean carpets. You, something. No, you're degrading around. it by saying clean car- cleaning carpets, but like vacuum creating a vacuum is a very important like thing in technology. Like your your guitar amplifier doesn't even work if you don't have tube vacuums. You know, I mean, like light bulbs are. I mean, I'm sure NASA. I don't think NASA invented vac- the idea of vacuum. Um, but it's yeah, like, I was supposed to say, I don't, can that be credited? Yeah, you to? keep saying vacuums, but I'm like, I think vacuums were invented like at least with the light bulb because the light bulb has to be there's no oxygen inside a light bulb otherwise uh-huh. the filament burns out so yeah so what did they do other than the vacuum cleaner they didn't invent the vacuum dude i don't have like a list of all like space exploration <laughs> but i mean i microwaves is part of it and that's a huge thing i guess like so. a lot of the things like that that i hear about are is always stupid stuff like vacuums and velcro and maybe they're just gimmicky uh, you know yeah. and to, so so that side of it i'm sure there's something they invented that it's was like we're a discovering new metals it's like oh listen we just discovered this new uh, metal that works as a super capacitor that you know now all of a sudden we've got infinite energy shit my my, where I kind of roll my eyes at it is where people are less about that about like oh all these things get invented along the way because that you wouldn't have thought of otherwise fair enough but a lot of the arguments I see is like people it's it's space exploration stuff and you know this is a doomed planet and all that crap I don't care about any of that because earth will be around and flourishing Long enough till I till I die. And I, f- I'm gone. I feel like you're like create turning the word exploration into such an ambiguous statement that you've like totally separated it from the idea that we will find something that we don't know about out there. Mm-hmm. It's like that's exploration. It's like you will find something and then you bring it back and it's like holy shit, we have this new metal or some shit that like solves a billion problems. Like I just think that space exploration is like your cheat code. It's just like you you just jump ahead. It's the monolith in 2001. Like it's this it's this catalyst for in in like like what are we going to find fucking here, man? <laughs> it's too oh, I'm sure a lot of things. Like the return is too assumptive for me to not have problems with the government spending money on it. You know, it's like it's Yeah, you got to have a little bit of faith, I guess, like And like, I have no faith in Yeah, well you, you I'm not saying have faith in the government. Have faith in have faith in you know the transcendent exploration. You know, it's like uh, yeah, I, I, and I do. And you I can't explain about and it. I, and I, 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 I do have quantify. faith. I do have faith in that. It's more. I guess like I. It's just a distrust in in government that I have that I. I, I, like, I question whether they should be the ones in charge of it. But then I understand. It's like, well, where are they well, going to yeah. get, where's the funding going to come gonna from? Who's going to be in charge I, of that? Yeah, I, like I said, I think it's more nuanced than that. I actually I, don't think that we have a terrible way of, like, I don't see, like, oh, there's so much corruption with the government yeah, and not, space at the moment. I mean, I, I, I don't have a huge issue Apparently with we it. want a space army, which sounds pretty cool. But I don't uh, have a huge issue with it. I just see the nuance of it. Yeah. I just, I just always like to glom on to not trusting the government. Fuck you and your anti-exploration ways. I don't actually remember how we got onto that topic, but <laughs> but uh, it pisses me right off. Here's my ideal government. My ideal government <laughs> is like a battered housewife. <laughs> That's someone who like they go, like you come home from work and then the dinner's like overcooked. And it's like ah, you burnt the shit up. You're just yelling at it like the way. A really shitty like husband treats his spouse is the way I want the government to be treated. We're always just yelling at the government, keeping it in check, making sure it's just dead silent, like afraid to talk out. Like, uh, you know, I, I didn't I didn't get uh, groceries enough to sow the rice. So I don't have it. Oh, what are you talking? I just slap her across the face. That's a bad way to treat a wife. Great way to treat a government. That's my ideal government. 
Wow, that sounds like a great way to end so this you episode wouldn't, to me. So, so the battered housewife is not going off into space exploration. That's too much responsibility. I don't want the to government go to go into space. I want them to pay me to go into space. That all you got? I got nothing more in this this stupid fucking movie. Yeah, uh, everybody remember to treat your government like a battered housewife, <laughs> and uh, we'll have done it. So here's to a job done. Well, that's the story. So if your air conditioner goes on the fritz, or your washing machine blows up, or your video recorder conks out, before you call the repairman, turn on all the lights, check all the closets and cupboards, look under all the beds, because you never can tell. There just might be a Jamie Foxx here.